Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. The Savachi syndrome, I'm telling you, I'm like, well, holy shit, that was crazy. Wait for it. Thick and slick. <laughs> What is up everyone welcome back to another episode of the moto aftermath show the most uninformed moto podcast on the interwebs i'm your host travis we are here with episode number 192 could you not do that in the intro please jesus christ we could get through one fucking intro one week without you fucking it up would be awesome anyway thanks everybody for tuning in we are here to wrap up the second triple crown of the year from arlington we are going to have a couple guys on uh mr kevin morans as always privateer hero to talk about his night and another privateer hero mr ryan Brees, will be coming up later uh before we get into all that just want to thank our sponsors so first up show presented by energy fuel the best fucking drink out there keep yourself fueled energized and strong from start to finish pick yours up today at coachrobstore.com also want to thank premier custom trailers if you need a trailer commercial or residential premier custom trailers has what you need they work with the best manufacturers in the industry and specialize in all your trailer needs sales service parts or rentals they do it all premier custom trailers.com located five minutes south of kalamazoo on us 131 in schoolcraft michigan they put the custom in customer service and our final presenting sponsor tlr coatings michigan's number one custom powder coating shop from two-tone wheels to motorcycle frames to small batch production jobs tlr coatings will powder coat anything metal the right way looking for some custom coating? they do that too tlr coating serving southwest michigan and the surrounding areas for over five years check them out at tlrcoatings.com or on all major social media networks at tlr coatings also on board with us holster co alias sport dirt bike depot jt cycle adept creative co Gutterworks, isaac nelson designs and clutch media links in the description below um if you guys want to support us in any other way outside of the normal stuff um we have merch we have amazon links we have patreon links in the description down below shout out to patreon person curtis hodges thank you sir thank for you, sir. the monthly donations much appreciated much appreciated um also easiest way to do this make sure to you can uh, like subscribe comment and share sharing is caring and showing is growing wasn't that growing is showing i don't know whatever it doesn't matter anyway um and if you don't want to watch us on youtube we always have the audio only version on all the major podcast platforms so make sure to check those out in studio with me og co-host the one and only justin hartzell not shitting on the chest of the show this week which is fantastic hi buddy what's up man all right great and on the phone with us first off here to fire this up Brought to you by the Dirt Bike Depot. Hold on. Got to get my read here. Just a second. Just a second. The Dirt Bike Depot. Need some new moto gear but don't want to pay those expensive retail prices? Shop the Dirt Bike Depot for all your moto gear needs. Gear sets, boots, helmets, goggles, and more. They specialize in athlete-only boots as well as tons more items that you can't buy in store. Follow them on Instagram at the Dirt Bike Depot and DM them with any questions you may have. It is Dirt Bike Depot Rider team rider mr kevin morans hi buddy hello how's it going it's great the recorder's going this week so we're good we don't have to do this in two takes it's awesome or what, what are you doing Beautiful. right now are you driving i or? am 
Yeah, I'm driving to Daytona, so sorry if it's a little bit loud. That's okay. I did mute you there for a second on the intro because we had we definitely were getting road noise in the background. So can I? I just oh, want to start this. In- I just want to start this interview off, Kev, by saying thank you. And a lot of people would say the same way for getting us max points in fantasy. That was much appreciated. <laughs> yes, very much. Yeah, anytime, anytime. Was <laughs> I the only one that got max points? Uh, uh, 450s, I think. Actually, you hold were. Hold on, hold on. We will research this, Kev. Tell us about your tell us about your day yesterday, and I will figure out the whole max point situation. So, uh, maybe we just started right off, uh, right off the bat, um, that it was a good day overall. Um, I have not qualified inside like the top twenty-eight at all all year. And came out swinging, ended up P20, which is a personal best for me in the 450 class, definitely. Um, so that was good. Barely missed the cutoff of direct transfer, which was unfortunate. I thought I had it in me. Um, just got really kind of screwed over by several of the other riders um, in A practice. So it was good to be in A practice for the first time as well. But, uh, yeah, towards the end of my session, just kind of got screwed over by a couple riders, which kind of took me out of the running of getting another fast lap. Part of it. Going to the LCQ, great jump, right next to uh, – on just barely on the inside of Cross, and he was going to push a little wide, and I was going to cut under him. And then I got destroyed from behind, and we all went left. And then I got caught up in all the carnage and left the first corner with maybe four people behind me um, and really just thought I was screwed. I was like, well, I, I mean – I." Right when I that happened, I was like, it's over. And then in the first rhythm, like that, right after that corner, I started going through that rhythm. I'm like, I just, like, it sounds really dumb, but, like, I was like, Kevin, like, you have to envision yourself being, like, a Dean Wilson or, like, a Brandis in an LCQ. LCQ. I was like, you have to just envision that you can make this happen, and let's do it. And, like, dude, like, the second lap I was already, like, somehow P6. And then when I went over the, uh, the triple before the mechanics area, I didn't know I was B6, by the way, but then um, on the second lap, but after that lap, we're coming to the end of it, and before the mechanics area, go for the big, big triple, go over the triple, and I'm looking out in front of me, and I'm like, holy crap, dude, I only have like five, six people in front of me. I was like, dude, I can get this. So, wild times, uh, good thing I was decent in the whoops, got around Wageman, got around Tristan Lane, and rode it home for the last transfer spot which I was very proud of considering the start I was given and how far back I was. So very excited. Yeah. Going into the races, intense, um, and just got better every single race. So, you know, went 19, 18, 15, uh, which was extremely solid. Uh, and, yeah, just looking to build. So overall, a, a pretty epic weekend. Was that 15th the best you have? I mean, obviously, these are shortened mains. Was that your best finish in a 450 main to date? Correct. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, so I was completely fucked up all day um, because I didn't know you were in A practice. So I well, he was on press day too. Either until I went up for B practice and they said, "Hey, you're out there." I was like, whoa, okay. Because <laughs> literally, so the first set of practices, uh, <laughs> I don't remember what the hell I was doing, but I just like sat down and I got horizontal and the eyes were not staying open <laughs> real well. So the first set of practices, I kind of half watched. And then I got the second set of practices, and I'm watching B practice going, where the fuck is Kev? And then I'm, like, texting Sater. I'm, like, is some like, did something happen to Kev? Because I'm looking at, like, B practice times from before, and you're not in there. And I'm, like, what in the fuck is going on? And then finally he's, like, no, he wasn't A group. And I'm, like, 
Oh. Look, bro, he's Oops. He's, he's cool guy now. He's in press day. He's in A practice all the time now. That's just where he's at. This is a fucking, it was a mess <laughs> for me. Sater said it fucked him up all day, too. Oh, so. God. Yeah, because he showed up coming up for B practice, and he's like, I thought your bike was broken. Like, <laughs> I was just kind of chilling up there. Yeah. He's like, I didn't know what was going on. I was like, yeah, dude, I got moved to A. I didn't know either, so sorry about it. So uh, he told me he told me he had some travel issues this week or something. He he blamed he blamed his issues on you. So <laughs> did we? Do really? we have, did he now? Do we have travel? Oh oh yes! Wow, way here to we blow, go. Way to I'm blow Sater out. Bro. I'm causing a God. rift here. Yes, this is exactly what I like doing. Let's cause some let's cause some drama here. He said he had travel issues and it was your fault or something. So what? So what? Um, what, so did, what, what did we it- have? I'm not gonna. I'm not throwing him under the bus. Homie does a lot for me. But in all reality, I gave him my card number. We made a deal. I told him you book what flight you want. Um, that way you don't have a crappy flight. Because we, I tried get him to, getting him to. Uh, he has my card information. I tried getting him to book it like two a week or so before then, and he, we just never did it. And so we're sitting in Minneapolis. We're like, we got to get you a flight for next week. They were expensive. I made him a deal. I was like, here's my card. Or you have my car, just book the flight that you want. That way you're not, you know, getting up at 4 a.m. to fly here. He booked the flight. And then uh, the flight that he booked, he never changed the return flight. <laughs> just remember that, and we'll, we'll get to that point, right? So I text him uh, Thursday night. Um. No, what is it? No, Wednesday night, because he flies out Thursday. I have him flying out Thursday just because, like, the sketchiness of travel. Like, I don't want him to have to fly out Friday, get canceled, and he can't come. Yeah. Um, so, on Thursday, I'm texting him before I'm about to go to bed. I'm like, yo, just checking in with you. Like, everybody knows there's storms and ice going on in uh, Texas. I was like, you know, how's everything going? He's like, oh, I need to get a check bag still. I was like, okay, sounds good. I was like, yo, I'm just checking in to make sure your flight's not canceled. I mean, people have been getting canceled all day. I just want to make sure. So I, I figured he was all good, and then he texted me back like five minutes later and sent me an email from five hours previous that his flight was canceled. He just never looked into it. So <laughs> it had gotten canceled way before then, he just never paid attention to it. Never looked at his email, I don't know, wasn't paying attention. So then he, I'm, I was driving at that point, and he asked, I was like, yeah, dude, like you're going to have to call. Like I'm not just going to buy another $400 flight. Um, so... He called me. He's like, yeah, four and a half hour wait. I was like, man, that sucks. And he's like, you want to, you know, you want to handle this for me so I can go to bed kind of deal or while I'm driving. And I was like, dude, it's like you booked it. It's under your name. I'm not gonna be able to do anything. It'd be kind of nice if you could handle it. Uh, and so, yeah, long story short, he get, got a call back at late, like 2.30 in the morning or whatever, because that's his only option. I mean, he waited that long to see if his flight wasn't canceled. It's just shitty timing i mean it's just part of it um and uh so yeah so i i don't know why he would have necessarily blamed it on me because but anyway so we'll get there uh he got a call at 2 30 a.m he tried he uh changed his flight there but we never changed the flight back well then we're getting ready for yesterday and i told him yo you want to check in for your flight and he's looking at his flight and he's like um I'm flying out Monday. I was like, why would you book a flight that you fly out Monday? You fly out Sunday, dude. I got to go. Oh, my so God. So not only did he book the flight at Minneapolis, but he apparently he booked it flying back Monday. 
So yeah, it was just it was it was kind of a mess, but it, it wasn't my fault. I mean, so yeah, I mean, in all fairness, he just yeah, it wasn't really like a like a blaming you thing. It was just like a yeah, so shit's going on. I blame Kev, like whatever. Type oh, of. well, wow, that's completely Jesus. different than the way you just. So Jesus, Travis. I'm just trying to cause drama, okay? We need Sounds drama like for it. the show, all right? No, Look, we don't need drama between Sandra and I. Oh, I'm just kidding. Me. Hey, hey, no drama, all love, no hate comms, all right? <laughs> I just wanted the I just wanted the story for my personal knowledge here of what was going on because he, he texted me and he's like, hey, man, I don't have a video for you yet. And I'm like, all right. He's like, if you want, I can get you maybe like a two to three minute one in the next hour, but that's it. And I'm like, okay. And so then, like, I don't know, I got something at some point, which I still haven't posted because I was fucking, I've been doing shit too. But, uh, yeah, so I just wanted to know what the hell was going on there because, like I said, he yeah. he was joking about, like, blaming you kind of, but I was just okay, like. Okay, good, because I was like, man, I was like, I can't, he, he has a card no, everything. No, no, man. Funny. Dude, I, well, I don't take, I don't take anybody seriously about anything pretty much, so it's, it's fine. It's life. Yeah, I feel you. It's life. We're not getting out alive anyway, so it's, oh it's no big deal gosh. here. All right. It's <laughs> all good. So He's you doing a damn good job, dude. He's getting a lot of like. There's so many people that like comment about how much they love the YouTube. Dude, I know. I tell him. I tell him. I'm like, yo, you're uh, it, like when he does one that's like really stands out to me. I'm like, yo, great job on it, man. So, and he's been doing a good job on our videos too with like getting some stuff. There's definitely some weeks where it's like I can tell he was strapped for time doing stuff, and yeah. so like whatever. But like they're still good. It's not like there's anything bad about them. So it's just like some yeah. are like some are like really really good, and some are just like all right, cool. We got a video. It's good, and it's out. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, no, great, great job on him. Um, do you know is he doing Meshi's vlogs now too? Now that Meshi's, uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Man, he should he be. Used to, God, but. we should. We should, we should get. We gotta get this guy's business game up, Kev. I mean, God. Just, well, we tried to hook him up with Jace too. We'll it's see. not. It's not like you're not at the races here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just doing every private yeah, video. I'm, I'm work, trying to work a deal with him to the point where he doesn't have to find a million people to work for. Yeah. Obviously, what I have going on is pretty time consuming. So I'm doing my best to make it worth it for him. Um, so then he doesn't have to find a bunch of people to pay him, more or less. Well, look. Because it does take a lot of time. If you if you cost me my video guy at the races, then we're going to be fighting. All right. <laughs> oh, trust me. I don't. I don't have any plans to get rid of him. So. <laughs> oh no, I'm just saying. If he's too busy with you and he can't do and he can't also do me, that then we're, then we're going to be fighting, bro. <laughs> Sound a little weird. Oh, going to be fighting. So um, so you drove to Texas then. Yes. And now you're driving to Florida. Correct. Sweet. Are you riding in Florida anywhere or? Yeah, so Justin stayed at my house um, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, and then we convoyed down Wednesday because the storms were coming in. Yeah. And uh, so now I'm we're kind of convoying back to Daytona because he lives 10 minutes from Daytona Speedway, so I'm going to go stay with him for this week. Sick. Does he still have that track at his house? Yeah. I don't know. I've told he does, but I, I have no idea what I'm getting into right now. That track, if it's anything like what it used to be, is dope. I mean, there's video. You can find videos all over the place of it, but that thing is was pretty sick back in the day because I'm pretty sure it like went in and out of the woods. Um, I don't know. A lot of guys used to go there and ride there before Daytona back in the day. Really? Yeah. But that's if he has it still. Big, yeah. da big Daytona guy. 
big Daytona guy. Who's a big Daytona? Guy? I don't know. I'm just making Starling? shit. I'm just making shit up as we go along. Oh, I was here. about to say, like, is Kev a big Daytona? Who are you calling a big Daytona? I don't guy? know. I just make I just make shit up as we go along. So, where are you? Uh, where are you going after after Daytona? Are you going home or are I, you headed? I have I have zero plans right now, which is really kind of weird. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it. Like, I haven't really. I mean, Sater's kind of said it. I can say at his place if I need to, but like. I also don't want to completely over. And I know, like, we spend weekends together, so like, spending all the time together and me being at the house probably isn't ideal. Yeah. But if I need to stay there for a week or two, I know I'll be fine there. I can always go up to Tallahassee, stay with my trainer Drew, stay with Justin. Like, more or less, the main reason why I drove down to Texas is because I it was too late for me to book flights, and it was too sketchy to fly with the ice storms and everything. So I was like, all right, we're driving. Yeah. And my goal here is like I rode at my house Monday and it snowed at my house Tuesday. Realistically, I can't bank on staying at home through the rest of Supercross right now because yeah. of that. So my goal is to drove down to Texas to make sure I got to that race. Now I'm driving to Florida. My plan is to stay in Florida for the remainder of the season. I do not have plans of where I'm staying, what I'm doing. I've knocked my down pretty much probably just going to couch surf and try to catch a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I hear you on that, man. I hear you on that. Kind of my plan. So then I'll work on probably flying out of Florida. I don't know where, but to like Detroit, St. Louis, I might drive to that one. I don't know. Like I'll definitely drive to Atlanta and then for sure going to drive to Seattle, Fox, Pro. And so I've got a lot of plans and a lot of flights to book, unfortunately, um, for both Sater and I coming up here shortly. Yep. Yep, I hear you, man. Um, so as far as the YouTube thing goes, are you uh, are we are we monetized? Are we are we good on that now? Yeah, we're monetized, but I mean, it doesn't produce as much as you would. What? Well, you're kind of cutting out there, but no, I, he's just gone. Um, no, he's I there. I said yes. Oh. Yeah, I said we are we are monetized. Yes, absolutely, but uh, it doesn't produce as much as you one would hope. Okay, so I'm going to ask questions, and if you don't want to answer them, that's fine. How many okay. How many views, just ballpark me, are you getting a month? Oof, I'd have to look at, uh, at what we got going on. Oh, I mean, my gosh. <laughs> look, he's a busy man. Uh, dude, this is I a guy know. not up on I his know, analytics. Like, impressions have been pretty off the charts. It's been pretty cool. Yeah. Um, at least based off of YouTube. Like, I've seen, like, 1.8, 2.1 million impressions in 30 days which is kind of cool yeah that's real good um man. but i don't know view wise around fish ten thousand mark a video anywhere from i mean we have about seven on a couple videos we have thirty thousand on a couple videos like it's just it kind of bounces around but it's nothing nothing crazy but it's i mean it's solid for just starting out pretty much yeah, because so so I'll give you an example. So like we average somewhere between like seven to eight thousand views per month, and we average somewhere between like twenty five to forty five dollars of revenue per month off of YouTube alone. So I'm always curious. Yeah, I have to say that's pretty simple. I, I mean, if we're getting we're producing what four week four videos a month right now. Yeah. Extent. Uh, and yeah, right around that. I mean, yeah, you're looking at maybe like. 100 bucks, a couple hundred bucks a month, maybe, kind of deal. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's hit or miss. Yeah, and it'll. But the thing is too is it'll grow. So like 
we had like when you go back and look at your analytics here, and I, I think we've talked about this a little bit. Like when I go back and look at ours for the last say twenty eight days, because that's how they do it on the analytics chart um, on YouTube. Yeah. Then uh, like my top five videos, other than when we're in season for stuff. Oh are all like old ass videos. Like dude, the the video I did of the of Larocco's leap of just guys jumping and crashing on Larocco's leap like last year. 50? Dude, yeah. I don't know. It's it's got like it's got to be towards 50,000 views now and it's fucking in the top 5, if not the top video every single month. And then there's like videos I made like 5 years ago that are like my other top 5 videos. Well, I think when we built your 250F, I think that's over 30. That, yeah, that's way over 30 now. Yeah. So, so like your old videos will continue to produce, which is one of the cool things about about YouTube is like as you build it, other than like what we're doing here with our news stuff essentially, like that is just it's good for a couple weeks and then it's gone. But like bike builds, the vlog stuff you're doing, like all that will continue to produce for years to come. And it'll be, it'll be amazing to you how it grows. So, but like I said, I was just curious, like where we were on the spectrum there, like with you, like, Hey, I know last time we talked, you weren't monetized, but I know you were just getting it going. And B, I just wondered like how far it had gone so far. So yeah. But hey, but it's cool. I'm glad. I'm glad it's. I'm glad it's working. So, um, are you doing TikTok? Yeah. Is that growing at all or doing anything for you? Or? Dude, so what's funny is I don't understand TikTok at all. Me neither. Uh, no one I'm really does. Pretty solid with the Reels game on Instagram. Yeah. But TikTok has kind of blown up a little bit for me lately, just because I have. So like, these are my last last few videos right so we got 40k 40k 11 23 39 18 30 3.6 million on tiktok yeah dude, holy I got point, shit yeah i got yeah that, that kind of helped a times. lot i'm not gonna lie that that one video popped off so it's got 3.6 million and then you go keep going down and you got like 4900 you got like 67 like i don't understand like i have one out 100,000 on uh, Instagram Reels. Yeah. On TikTok, it's got 6,300 views. Yeah. Like, I, dude, it's very hit or miss. Dude, I don't understand it either. So, like, I have one for the coatings company. If you go on TikTok yeah. itself, it's like 100, anywhere from 100 to like, I think I've got a couple that maybe got like 1,500 or 2,000 views. Then I take those and I slap them on fucking Instagram. And Instagram, it's all over the place as well, but they're all different. It's like, oh, this one's got 500, this one's got 8,000, this one's got 2,000, this one's got 2,000. Like, some of the stuff I'm figuring out is, like, the music you use. That's big with TikTok. It, yeah, so it's like, if you use, even, like, some of the popular shit that you hear on TikTok, you know, when you're scrolling and you keep hearing, like, the same sound, the same sound, the same sound. Like, if you use that, it still doesn't pop off where, like, if you use, like, a big name song so say for example like an eminem song well then when you put it on your reels in instagram it puts you in a in an instagram category with that producer so like eminem or whatever and then it seems to pop more but it's super weird and it seems to me to be super random but the growth stuff i keep hearing is like get a TikTok, attach it to your Instagram and just fucking bomb TikTok with video after video after video after video and it's going to grow both of them tremendously. And I'm like, "Okay, cool. I don't like I'm doing it, but obviously 
I don't have the time to do it. And I'm, I know you're busy, so you can do it somewhat and you do it a little bit better than me. But like, I know you don't have the time to do 18 TikToks a day either. So, yeah, I mean, I'd be I mean, you don't want to post too much at the same time. But are you saying how do you attach you attach the Instagram TikTok or TikTok Instagram? I think I think what I've heard is that you attach the Instagram to the TikTok. So there must be some way. And again, I don't know this because I'm not techie at all to attach the, the Instagram to your TikTok to like link the two together. Kind of like, you know, how if you post on Instagram, yeah, yeah. So post like, on Facebook. Yeah, when you post the TikTok, it posts to Reels or the vice versa. Yeah, yeah, I think something like that. I don't, I don't know, dude. Like, we'd have to look into it, but I have no idea. So, um, <laughs> didn't answer my question. <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. Like, I don't, I don't have a good answer to it because I don't know. Yeah, I'm just like, hear, hearing this stuff and going, okay, cool. How the yeah. fuck do I do this? You know, because yeah, like you. it's like right now. I'm sure you do the same thing. You make, you go in, you make the TikTok. And then you have to go to Instagram and then repost it as a reel there or whatever. So, so like, but I don't really put the TikTok watermark. Like, I don't, I don't, I do it separate. Like, I do the same video, but I do them separate. Why? Because I've heard that if you post like a TikTok video, yeah, TikTok watermark on Instagram, it doesn't push it as much because it's not their app. I don't know. I've heard, I've heard that, but I hard to believe that. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I mean, that's what Sater says. I mean, I'm, Sater's pretty good at that stuff. So yeah. I'm his word for it. Yeah, he is. I don't know. And like I said, I've heard that, but at the same time, it's like, man, dude, I don't know. I see I see a lot of reels with that watermark, and they're like yeah, big-ass reels, so it's like, eh, is, it, is it really a thing? So, I don't know. I mean, this is riveting conversation that I'm sure the audience wants to hear. So. Yeah, you're right. So... Um, but anyway. All right. So how's the Patreon going, dude? I see we're filling up sticker or we're filling up uh, Patreon places on the bike. Yep. Yep. We're working on getting all the four uh, tiers filled, more or less. We have a couple of the, the higher tiers left, but the biggest thing for me right now is getting that fork tube filled up because it's a little bit lesser amount, and, but it, it, it adds up when you get a couple more names on there. So. Other than that, it's been building. I actually plan on doing my first live. Like, I don't obviously this isn't gonna be posted, but I'm gonna do my first live tonight, uh, which is it is Sunday night uh, with Cole Moran's Mafia Squad. So if you're part of the Patreon, I'm gonna go. I don't. I've never done a live before, so I'm gonna go live on the Moran's Mafia Instagram, and then also go live within Patreon. Um, hmm. So it'll be kind of interesting. I don't. I, I'm, I'm gonna learn a lot tonight, but I'm gonna do my first live that we can kind of get. A little bit more fan interaction, get the Moran's Mafia, quote unquote, uh, a little bit more behind the scenes, get some conversation going, and kind of keep them all in the loop. Give them the inside scoop on how yesterday went that, uh, you know, isn't available to everybody. That kind of gives a little bit more seclusive feel to the uh, little program we got going that helps fund our racing. Sweet. Yeah, I don't know. I've only done one live. I did it with Max. He invited me to do it or something. I don't know. It was after we yeah. filmed. It was after we filmed the show on a Sunday, and then I was editing something, and then he he's like, "Hey, come on!" I was like, "Okay, sweet," and I did that. Yeah. I don't know. It was just weird. It was like me sitting at my computer talking. What's yeah, new? Exactly. What's new? So, just Justin wants to know if his hat's in the mail. What? That he's was, so oh, his hat. His hat was specifically delivered to the uh, family. Shout out Jackson Hughes and Kristen Hughes uh, to. They, they ship every all my stuff out. So I took the hat over there um, Wednesday on my way out of town to come to Texas. So I just have to get them uh, names, shipping addresses. I have to get all that stuff together because I have to ship out all my Patreon giveaways that I haven't 
haven't been able to ship out since round three, so I got a lot of catching up to do. Well, you know, he's over here crying like a little Look, baby man, back I just bitch. want to be rocking it for Detroit, Indy, St. Louis, and man. I, I just want to make sure I have it on calm down. And I told him, Jesus Christ, I told him he didn't answer the phone, so he doesn't fucking get Any, one. Anyways, man, you got some good TV time on that, what was it, the third main? You were uh, sitting there on the start, because who were you next to? Were you next Ando. to Anderson? Yeah. Uh, yeah, was, yeah, that was yeah, some good Anderson TV time. Rule, rule number one, if your gate pick is worse than 15th, always just pick one right next to someone you know is going to be on TV, so you're on TV. Yeah, because uh, in the second main, maybe? Yeah, the second main, I was uh, it was in between Sexton and uh, Mookie, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, dude, there was a couple of those starts that, like, I saw you... Uh, God, I th- was it the third one or was it the second the one? The first remember. one, I rocketed it out of the very outside. Hit. Yes, yes, because I saw, yeah, that was the one, because I saw you coming around the outside there, and I was like, ooh, these are going to be good pictures because it's going to be like, I think it was like Webb and Marv and then like a couple other guys and then you oh, on the outside. Me, yeah. yeah, so I'm like, all right, sick, sick. So. Yeah, I have a couple good photos of that. Yeah, so yeah, that's going to be that's gonna be good. Hey, hey get me, get me yeah. one of those photos to use for the thumbnail this week. I bet. Um, dude, we lost another GoPro. Again, again? Jesus. Dude, I I don't, like, at this point, it, it could just be lost. But at this point, like, after three, and I know exactly where I crashed and where it probably should have broke off, like, somebody had to have just grabbed it and put it in their pocket. Well, it is Texas. Did, um, okay, so, so we keep losing these. So was it mounted on the fender again? No, it was mounted on a metal mount. Uh, uh, I'll have to send you a photo. It's right next to like, it's it's connected to my my uh, triple clamp. Yeah, top triple clamp bolts hold the bracket in. Okay, so let me ask this on the right on the right side is so, the and it sticks up right in like right in front of my uh, front brake lever, like just on the left side of it. So and it's like pretty level with the top of the front number plate so it sticks just right over up in in front of everything that it doesn't it doesn't hinder me at all okay is but it a, is it a piece that then a sticky mount mounts to or does it actually no, have it is is a bolt is a bolt-in deal but it is a plastic uh like you know it's like little circular thing so you screw it onto the screw but the circular thing is like it's a little plastic mount, and then you—I mean, obviously it's got the little prongs that the GoPro slides into, and you put the bolt through it. Hmm. So that's what's plastic, and that's what broke, unfortunately, because everything else was metal. See, I God, that's that that sucks. <laughs> I'm trying to think yeah. of how we could do this. I'm, dude, I'm because I'm thinking like, well, I need I'm to figure get, out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get uh, behind the number plate mount that's just it's what we're gonna have to do i really like that mount that i have and it looks really good but yeah. if you crash it doesn't work <laughs> but if you crash the fucking gopro falls off yeah because yeah because well, i i ate it in the second second main i wrecked hard did you where'd you where'd you crash yeah, at in the in the whoops right before the uh the finish line i ended up on over the bars bike on top of me on the concrete ow left side yeah. <laughs> Have you? Uh, did you get a chance to watch any of the race last I night? Bet, I bet he didn't. Probably not. But I'm. Not, I went I'm back not. and oh. I went back and watched the LTQ. Oh, okay. Did you happen? Were you up there uh, for the 
third 250 race? No, he'd been no but I heard about it and saw the videos. Yeah, so what are your thoughts on that, on Jet and Forkner thing? But hmm. oh, I don't know, man. I mean, Forkner messed it up in the whoops. Jet went around the outside. Obviously, Jet kind of caught the tough block. I feel bad for Austin. Definitely cross-jumped the absolute crap out of Austin. It's not Austin's fault, but at, at the same time, it was just a mistake from Jet. It's not like he did that on purpose. Yeah. I feel so bad so, for Austin I mean, at this it's point. Just, it's a really, yeah, it's a really unfortunate situation. I don't have any updates on Austin. I'd like to know, but um, he was not happy walking to the Medic rig. Oh, he was, yell he was the, yelling. Uh, yeah, he, he was yelling on, yeah. like, you could tell on TV. On TV, he was, he was pissed. Yeah, I feel I, bad for him, man. The kid just... <sighs> I don't know. This looks like I this mean, year was yeah, going to be like, different. He's been riding good. He had, yeah, I mean, obviously title contention, and that one wasn't him. The first two years, he did it to himself. Yeah, no, it was. It wasn't this, him. This, it was like, race. Yeah, that. Yeah, that was just. That's just mad unfortunate. And like, I don't know if y'all saw like the slowed down version, but Austin definitely got the short end of the stick because oh, yeah. Austin came from out of the air straight to shit with. Uh, Jet at least landed and had his suspension soak it up a little bit, then got tossed off. I just feel bad for Austin at this point, even taking the title conversation out of it and just being able to stay healthy. You know, this is yeah, like this is gonna like be three straight. Point, like, it's like, yeah, it's gonna be three straight years that he's gonna yeah. be hurt. I don't know, and it, it didn't look good. I mean, I'm not. I don't like to speculate, but like a lot of people are saying shoulder, and I mean, you could look at a shoulder, wrist, whatever. But I just feel bad for that kid, man. The kid just. I'm still hearing collarbone. Well, that's what I mean. It could be anywhere in that vicinity. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I just, I feel so bad for him. He just, and you could tell that he, he has more maturity this year. And I know we're only two rounds in for East Coast, but yeah, it, I just feel bad for him, man. It was looking to, it was looking to size up to be a good race between, or a good title battle between him and Jet. And as soon as Jet went off of that jump, you can watch Jet in the air just go, oh shit. And like, he, like, he didn't do anything. He didn't no. try to scrub. He didn't try to do anything. He just looked over like, fuck, how he am I going to hit him? I guess he was super emotional at the press yeah, conference. Yeah, he was. He was. Well, I he, went he, into the ask, he went into the, mo the oh, mobile yeah, unit and he, he was, said, Austin, like, hey, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. He did a post race with Steve too, yeah, and he was definitely it was not happy jet. Like I said, I just feel bad for Austin at this point. Yeah. Like the the one year looks like he's finally got his head on straight. No disrespect to him, but we just kind of know the narrative on him that he's going to be calm yeah. and let these races come to him and some stupid shit happens. Yep. I just feel bad for him. Yep. All right, Kev, a couple more things before we let you go here. Um so the dirt there at the stadium, how was that cuz it looked obviously real weird for a lot of people cuz it looked like Hard and slippery, but then it was like kind of soft on top. So, like, what what was that like? Oh, uh, man, that's actually a very good question because, like, I liked it. I liked dirt. I definitely liked dirt at the beginning of the day, but like thinking back to like literally just that comment you just made, like it was uh, tacky to slick, which is tough because especially like the corner after the finish line. So you go over the finish line, hit that little double, going to that lefty that was pretty choppy. You come out and it's tacky in the corner. And as soon as you hit that start stretch, you just slide real bad. Like I almost, almost looped it pretty hard. Like they're not looped it, but high sided it. Like I slid out and it caught. Yeah. Uh, luckily I wrote it out, but like, yeah, it was tricky. But other than that, like, dude, I'm so. The baseball stadiums were new for me. Let's put it that way. Like I'm only ever really ever raced this coast the, or the East coast, more or less rounds. West Coast was completely new. Baseball stadiums are definitely more awkward. I'm definitely more of like the football stadium type track. Yeah. Um, enclosed stadiums, obviously my jam. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, man, like as soon as I got there and did press day, I was like, I, I like this. Like, I'm feeling good about this. Now, track wise, 
There were some weird things, in my opinion. So, like, that little kind of S-curve before you went back across the start straight, like, that to me yeah. was just fucking stupid. Like, I don't really understand why the hell they even did that. Um, and then um, the big thing I have a question about, that jump after the finish line. Where it looked yep. like it was like a triple that they just... You mean the eight-foot face with the fucking 15-foot jump? I was going to say the 15-foot double that just lofted you in the air like a triple. Like, what the hell was that like? Because it was weird looking on TV. It was really uh, arena cross style. Like, that was where you could make a kill shot if you really want to make a kill shot. <laughs> I mean, like Barsha did to Dylan? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So, yeah, I mean, I was just watching that, and I'm like, dude, they have literally a eight-foot face. They have the triple uh, caution lights on it, and it looks like it's about 10 feet long with a huge-ass landing right into a berm. So, man, Yeah, I overjumped that several times. That was not a fun one to overjump. Oh, speaking Sexton of, did, too, I, I think, a couple yeah, times. Yeah, speaking of that, did you guys see Forkner in that one race uh, not check up before that little single into oh, the, the 90? Little, yeah, before the, fir- the, before the finish. <laughs> and, like, jump off the track? Yeah, yeah, he fucking... No, he, went, I didn't. he went bone oh. rare all the way into the berm. Dude, yeah, he was... Uh, I think it was second moto. Second made, he yeah. fucking... He hit that dude and, like, jumped and, like, downsided the berm after it. I think his rear brake might have heated up a little bit because yeah, he just he went to grab it and there was just nothing know. there. It was wild though. I was like, "Holy shit, that's impressive!" So pretty, Kev, Kev, pretty did, Forkner move. Kev, did you go table over table at all or no? Oh yeah, all night. Okay, wasn't that hard, huh? No, it was lovely to be honest. <laughs> I mean, it was it was it was mad hard, but it was like if you got the triple on a four fifty, it's just wide open pull up, and you could just like. You know, you get solid two little breaths in right there. Like that was my saving grace. Yeah. Sweet. Were the were the whoops uh, were the whoops bad or terrible? Like chewed up terrible or like big terrible? Chewed up terrible. Okay. I thought they were the best whoops that we've had yet coming into the night or coming into qualifying. But after that, it was just it was mayhem. Yeah. Hmm. Dude, so like that's one thing that kind of saved me. Like. Especially in the LCQ, like Wageman went to jump. I said, screw it. I'm going to crash before I decided to try to jump behind him. Yeah. Past him. And then when I had Roxon behind me for the last, he was behind me for seven or eight or last seven laps of the, the last main event, pretty much. And because um, I saw where he was and I was coming over the dragon's back when he was coming through the whoops, the little set of whoops. Yeah. And I kept, I mean, I don't know what happened to him before. I don't know what was wrong with him. My claim to fame is I beat him straight up. Because <laughs> I was watching him and like he wasn't gaining on me, so like through those seven laps, like I skimmed the whoops every lap, and I'm pretty sure he was trying to jump through them, and I think that's what kind of kind of helped me. Yeah, well, um, in all fairness, for me to break your heart here, um, he uh, why you gotta why he, you gotta do that? He on because he's gonna watch the race at yeah, some just point. Just let him have no. his moment. Just let I, him have his I moment. I did. I just let him have his moment. Wow. Now I'm going to break his heart. Do let him have his moment all the way to Zona. So, so in, all fair, in all fairness, on the start, uh, Marv went down and got sucked into Roxon's rear wheel, like full body sucked in. And it took, uh-huh. <laughs> took Rox about 10 feet to realize it and stop. And then he had to get him out. And so, yeah. So Look, he man, was, Kenny had the whole main to get around well, Kenny no, and he couldn't I'm do not, it. I'm not, talking, I'm not talking about, like, what happened to him before that point. Obviously, he was behind oh, me. Yeah. I'm saying, like, seven laps to go, six laps to go, I was coming over the dragon's back. Oh, yeah, yeah. he was coming through the end of the whoops. 
and by the end of the last lap, he was in the exact same position. Oh yeah, no, he's he's got nothing right now. Like, trust me, you you and Roxanne are on, on the level. That's why I was like, I yeah, like this dude won a one. Like something's going on, but I'm stoked about it. We'll talk about that later off the air. Yeah, I've got some insight. He's got issues. Interesting. Yeah. So, all right. I'd cool. have to say, yeah. Just let have Kev have his moment. God dang it. <laughs> What? I mean, okay, look. <laughs> look, bro, we beat Ken Roxon. The way him. the way he talked about it at first, oh, I was man. just trying to tell I him mean, like I've hey. been watching this dude. I've been watching this dude on TV since I was a child. I'm still technically a child, so I'm so <laughs> I mean, dude, it was it's great, dude. It's fucking awesome. I saw the pit board that said ninety four nowhere or something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean he was behind me, so he didn't want me like checking up or anything. I knew yeah. he was behind me. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I was pushing pretty hard just because I wanted to say that I beat him. <laughs> hey, you did. You beat him. Straight up. Yeah, Straight I mean, in an A main event, not the overall. Yeah, whatever. That's well, okay. Yeah, still yeah, he, got, he, got, he got screwed over a lot last night. Yeah, we'll talk about this hey, later. Hey, man, you can still say you beat Ken <laughs> Rocks, and that's all that matters. Yeah, we'll talk about this later. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, anything else for him? Just what's the plan for Daytona, man? Like, uh, where are you, uh, where are you expecting to be? His plan is to go be fucking awesome. Look, Duh. bro, he just yeah, got 15th plan, in a main. Just, hmm. I mean, at this point, like, we're starting to lose a couple more riders. Like, it'd be sweet to transfer straight from the heat. But, uh, I mean, I'm pretty confident with my skills that, you know, no matter what, we'll be able to make it happen in the LCQ as long as we don't get an absolute, like, we, as long as we don't get a start like we got this weekend, we'll be good. Hey, look, you're on the come up, okay? I Obviously, I pay very close attention to you. I see where your times are going. I see how you're able to lay down uh, a multiple tenths, if not full second better time as you go through the qualifying session. It's definitely... Way, way better than the West Coast Swing, okay? West Coast Swing, I was a little nervous the year was going to be rough. And now that we're moving back east, things are on the up and up here. There's definitely major signs of, we'll call it life in the program here, of like, okay, cool, this is going to work the way we thought it was going to work in our heads when we talked about this in October. So, look, go from 15th to 20th to 10 to 15th. Yeah, honestly, like, I mean, there's nothing but improvement. Like, best qualifying of my career. Yep. Best finish of my career, best overall of my career. Like, it was a good night. That actually, yeah, that's a big jump in qualifying, too, because you've been, like, 28th to 30th, and now, all of a sudden, yeah, you were 20th last night, and I actually thought, like, oh, maybe he's going to get that last couple tenths and get in there, and then, I mean, obviously, he did. now he's going to go qualify top 15. Dude, well, hopefully... What'd you say? I said, now you're going to go qualify top 15. Yeah, I mean, dude, you're just going to make realistic, small goals that you can achieve. Dude. Like, look, we're not going to say we're going to qualify P5. Like, you got to be realistic, but Here's what at we the same ne- time, like, it's cool to see the progress. Here's what we need to do. We need to get you and Chiz hanging out because, like, Chiz <laughs> is just fucking incredible. And Daytona, yeah, he, he's Justin, incredible at Daytona, Starling too. And I, Starling and I were talking about that, like, it just pisses you off because you have to respect it so much. <laughs> I know, like, like, you, like how just good he is, dude. You need to just go up to that guy and just be like, "Look, I just want to train underneath you. I want to be like you." Here's the thing, and he will talk yeah. to you forever about it too. He so. will too. It's awesome. <laughs> I followed him for quite a while in that last main event. Yeah, he's impressive. Yeah. So. But I mean, he's just got. I mean, once you have it, you don't lose it. Yeah. To an extent, like when it comes to, and like, I mean, obviously, like him and, like, I think Freddie, too, like, these dudes are kind of coming into their own late. Like, it's not like they're getting worse. Like, they're almost getting better. So, like, <clears throat> it's still good. But, like, 
yeah, dude, like, once you have the consistency and whatnot, like, I don't know why I think of, like, Braden when I think of this, but, like, Homie could go make anything he wants for the next five years. Well, it's because like, he's he, got the speed. It's because yeah. he goes out and he can run top five for the first five laps of a main. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Like, he could literally just sit on his butt, do absolutely nothing, and still be able to do it. Fucking chiz, bro. I love chiz. Fucking yeah. great. So, well, chiz, all right, man. Chiz. Enjoy. Uh, how many How many more hours you got till you get to Florida? Uh, I don't know. I think we got like six tomorrow. Um, and I've got like an hour left tonight. Oh, okay. Well, check the I weather. It's gonna be eighties all week. Ready for this live. Sick. It's gonna be eighties all week down there. Sick. So that's nice. Yeah. So, all right, man. Well, have a safe trip to Florida. I'll good talk luck, to you this week, man. And uh, good luck in Daytona. Alrighty, I appreciate it. Go check out Devin Moran's Do it. Patreon. Do Bingo. it. Bingo. All right. Thanks, buddy. See you, bud. Later. All right. Was Kevin Moran's, everyone. Was that, was that cold? Yes, cold? it was cold. It was calling in like yeah, an he asshole. Just, he texted. I don't texted care. Group. I don't care. I'm just telling you, man. He's not here. He's not committed. His Supercross only deal, and he can't even make the Supercross hey, look, this, shows. This weekend, he actually had a reason. I'll give him I'll give him a little bit of slack. I, I will cut him uh I will cut him 5% more He's slack He's trying to go out and ride his dirt bike. You'd do the same thing. Like, you got to give him some slack. I will cut him 5% more slack. Look, what'd you want him to do? He was in Elkhart. How, how's he going to get here? Dude. What? I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that concludes our first segment of the show here. So, we are going to take a quick little break. We will come back with our race recap. Are we calling him? And then we will go to Ryan Brees. Why would we call him? I don't know. Didn't he say he wanted to be part of the show? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> what are we doing? Okay, we're going to take a break. I got to take a leak. Okay. And then we're going to come back. We're going to do our race recap. Okay. And then Brees is on in the final hour. All right. Then I'll text his dumbass until we're going to call him back. Okay, great. All right. We'll be right back. All right. And we are back. So now we are doing our Arlington race recap. Um, Arlington race recap, 450 class brought to you by Holster Co., maker of Kydec holsters for things that go bang, bang. If you like things that go bang, bang, make sure to check them out. They also sell things that go bang, bang, and the bang, bangs that come out of the bang, bangs and the banging, and everybody's bang, banging around there. Beep, beeping. Make sure to check them out at miholsterco.com. So bringing you your 450 race recap here for the Triple Crown. On the line with us, other co-host of the show, Supercross only, Cole Ugetti. How the Oreos, bud? Oh, they're good, dude. I'm trying not to crunch into the uh, into the mic right now or my AirPods. Are they golden Oreos or regular Oreos? They're the regular, so double stuffed or regular stuffed. That's where I was going with this. Uh, so the boys, we went grocery shopping while we were down south riding, and uh, whoever was in charge of the Oreos really fucked up. They didn't get double stuffed. What wow. a standard fucking loser! You should have kicked them out of the camp. Yep, standard basic Oreos. Bitches. But wow. You had some peanut butter and stuff. You dip some peanut butter. It's the fucking move. Okay. I have not done that yet, but I have heard that it's the move. Make sure you got to have milk, though, because that shit gets heavy quick. It's, I mean, that's easy. It's, we uh, always got milk. Yeah, I know. Here, <laughs> Trust you me. always got fucking milk. Big, big yeah, milk maybe drinker. A little, maybe a little vanilla. I don't know if you're an oat milk guy, but vanilla oat milk. Chase it down a little bit. No, no. We drink. Okay. I, was, I knew drink, you were about to say something. <laughs> drink skim milk over here. We're not one of those I vegan. I thought you were about to say we are real men over here. I was going to say I'm not a vegan. Per- well, I'm not going to oh, go that. You're a real man. 
and we know what kind of milk you're drinking and where you're getting it from. If we're, uh, see, so I'm not going to go with the real man thing because I know then somebody's going to be like, well, you got to drink fucking whole milk. And I can't do that, dude. That's no. I drink that whole milk and I'm just like, Bleh. might as well just drink <laughs> buttermilk at that point. Might as well just fucking suck it off the cow. <laughs> what the? Not pretty much. Anyway, yeah, anyways, so, that was weird. Yeah, anyway. All right, let's get into our 450 race recap here. Uh, let's start off. Got some stuff to talk about this weekend. We do got some stuff to talk about with the 450s. Well, both classes, actually. Yeah, so let's start off. Uh, uh, dude, so much. Oh, my God. First off, winner of the 450 class, Tomac goes 3-2-2 to take the win. And, I mean. Was only the winner because he was consistent. Was yep. definitely not even close to the fastest Which guy. Which is a weird thing for Tomac to say, but. Yeah, I, I know. I know. That was a little weird. It okay, was, but. Was concerned after that first main, though, that start. Yeah, but can we talk about that battle with Anderson at the end there? Which one? Because there was two of them that he kind of... Ba- well, the third main, the obviously. The third main. Well, I mean, yeah. the, one, the one he backed out of. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the second... I think it was the second main. Um, well, he knew he had nothing yeah, for him. Yeah, he made the move on Anderson, and Anderson squared up, cut under, did a lot of counterattacking, and, and Eli was just like, okay, well, I'm not dealing with this, which is also a, a pretty mature and, and smart move in my opinion but that third uh, main though can't get, at the third main i don't think he could i don't think he could make anything happen I he just wasn't as fast was faster no and yeah and i mean it's super weird because watching what ando's doing on that kawasaki is very reminiscent of like cooper webb where he can oh, like he's turning down turn it and make it go anywhere i mean he's doing things on that kawi granted the bike's a lot better but he's doing things on that kawi that even rv couldn't do and that yeah. bike was tailor-made for rv yeah and i was actually going to bring that up i was like he's turning down further in than I've ever watched somebody turn down on a cowie. Dude, when they were playing cat and mouse, I was thoroughly surprised at how he was turning that bike. Well, usually, too, I was surprised in the fact that Eli is not really the best at doing that. Like, I'm going to outthink you and, yeah. like, you yeah. know, you go inside, I'm going to go outside, but then I'm going to cut back outside, you're going to go inside. Like, he's usually not the best at that because he gets, you know, we've seen in the past he gets frustrated and then he just has a mental break. So I was, like, pleasantly surprised to see him to be able to do that for however many laps they did, four laps or whatever it was. But, uh, yeah, well, yeah, and you bring that up too, Justin. Sorry to cut you off. No, that's okay, bud. Um, after the, uh, after the finish line there where Jason got up next to him, Eli had the inside slowed yep. up and, and played the game with him, which yep. is something you don't really see Eli do a lot. No, no. Um, which, which tells me, like, you really wanted to win that fucking race. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, that was even, and I'm not even calling him out for the comment that he said, like, Heat of the moment, whatever, like maybe going back and like it was different at the time and then he's rewatched it. But like, you know, there are going to be people out there, especially the Tomac fanatics. that are like, oh, you know, he didn't have to win that. And when Andrew got around and he let up, but it's like Eli was out front and he made the comment about, oh, you know, the first couple laps weren't great for me. But it's like, dude, you can say that like if you're behind somebody and marking them and then close the gap when you are Eli Tomac you are riding as good as you are, even if we go back to previous years, and you have the lead in a Supercross race, let alone a Triple Crown, it's hard for me to buy into th- And I'm like I said, I am not calling Eli on this. So, like, don't people don't jump on my ass about this. This is a small thing. But in making the comment, oh, my first couple laps weren't great, and then when he got around me and then I started to loosen up a little bit, it's like, come on, bro. Like, with you, of all people to have a lead in a Supercross race, let alone a Triple Crown, I'm just not buying that comment. But like I said, maybe it's one of those things. It was heat of the moment right after the race. He went back and watched it and realized, oh, like things weren't as bad as I thought. But I'm just listening I mean, to I that. Might, oh, I might buy it a little bit, though, because when's the last time we've seen Tomac have any pressure like that? Usually he's coming from the back and winning. Yeah. 
or he's just way the fuck out front. So but that's what I mean, though. Like something to that with some pressure on his ass. But there's, but that's the thing, though. Like usually, even when he has somebody latched onto him, a guy that has been able to pace him in the past, the only person to do that to him in the last what three years is Cooper Webb. And outside of that, usually it doesn't matter who it is, Kenny or not. If they're behind him, he usually checks out. Like he's gone. Cooper yeah. Webb has been the only guy that I can honestly think of off the top of my head that has been it's able never to gave him a run. Exactly, and that's only because we know how smart Coop is. Not just oh, they were straight up faster than him. Yeah. So like well, I said, speaking of Coop, that pass on Barsha, like who <laughs> put the pass on Barsha like that? Well, yeah, that was a good place to do it. I just we'll, we'll get to that. Like I said, I'm I'm not trying to put too much into it. It's not that big of a deal. I'm not harping on it. it. Is what it is. Like the comments are the comments are. But I just I'm listening to that. I'm going okay, Eli. Come on, bud. Like you were trying to win that race. You just weren't faster than him. It's okay. But he was all smiles, so I'm cool with it. Like, he wasn't like, oh, I'm pissed off, like, whatever. Like, I'm not all of a sudden a Tomac fan, but we've all talked about this. I like this version of Eli. Yeah. It kind of makes me wish this is what RV would have done. Well, and did you ever listen to that podcast with the uh, team manager over there? What's his name? Uh, Co- Coker. Jim- Scott or Jeremy Coker. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, he basically said, he's like, when we went to Eli and told him, like, hey, we'd like to sign you and we can't give you much. We can't give you as much money, but I can give you, you know, a fun environment or hmm. whatever. Uh, that was that was apparently a thing for Tomac was that yeah. he was like, OK, cool. And, and as I think we're all seeing. He's having fun, which is good for everyone. And on top of that, I agree with Cole. He definitely uh, looked mature last night in well, the they both play. Did. Yeah, in the play in the game, and then well, we'll get to Ando's maturity here in a second. Uh, he definitely looked mature last night in playing the game, and then kind of just letting him go because, like, okay, cool, I'm not faster than you, and I'm not going to hang it out to fucking win. So have fun. Like, see ya. Well, I don't know if he was necessarily hanging it out because he didn't go beast mode, as we like to say with Eli. But No, I'm talking about he didn't want to hang it oh, out like yeah, yeah, Ando was yeah, going, yeah. willing to. Yeah. Uh, but this – and he's got the six points. He obviously doubled his points because Ando got second. But this kind of – the comment that you were making at like when we were at the beginning of the series, like, oh, Eli, we go east. Like, he's more comfortable on that dirt. The bike, he's comfortable. He feels like the bike's going to even be better on the east coast. Like I said, it's hard. He's got the six point gap now, but are you? And like I said, we're only two races in. But are you kind of walking that back because we're going to go to Daytona? But I think when you made those comments, at least the way I was interpreting your comments is, oh, we're going to go East Coast and we're really going to see Eli like separate himself. Is it surprising to you? And I'm talking to Travis, not Cole, because we're kind, me and Cole are kind of the same with Ando. Are you a little bit surprised that he is not like Ando was just faster than him last night, straight up? Is yeah. that surprising to you that Eli has not been like leaps and bounds better now that we're on the East? Because he's still the points leader, so it's hard to say. I just interpret those comments that you made a couple weeks ago that you were thinking when we got to East Coast, see ya, gone, this is like 2020 Eli, and he's not been the fastest guy two weekends in a row. Mm. And I know he had his issues last weekend, but let's be yeah. real. I still don't think he would have won that race if you would have got a start because Sexton was better than him. And Ando, he basically like, hey, Eli, hold my beer. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we we're two rounds into East. One of them's been a triple crown. We've got Daytona. But he's next the king week. of triple crowns, though. We've got Daytona next week. Yeah, that's true. But triple yeah, crowns are he's always won, weird. like everyone he's entered. Yeah, right? we even saw the statistic. Like yeah. his statistics he's are won, better. He's so won like five. Yeah. You can't really say, oh, it was a triple crown. He's the king of triple crowns. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, to me, it's it looks okay still. No, it's no, no, fine. no, no. It, it's not. I I I'm not shocked he hasn't taken off as much as i thought he would 
but I'm not convinced that we're still not going to see that here as we progress. See, uh, that's where I don't, I don't know though. But you know, again, we're small sample size. We're two rounds into East. But two go, rounds, though, that to, he has not been the fastest go, guy. Go two more and let's see. Now, obviously, Daytona... Daytona's different. ...is and, different, and so it's like it's like super weird because here we go, the first three rounds of East, you know, you've got a fucking triple crown, which, yes, he's the king, but whatever. It's still a triple crown, so it's different than normal. And then we've got Daytona, and then we had, you know, Minneapolis. So let's get... What happens if he doesn't win Daytona? Then are you going to change? I, I guess I'm only I'm not I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'm just trying to get the way what you think since you were the one that made the comments. And I'm not I, like calling you out yeah, because it's really, fair to it's fair to me. I think it's gonna be scary good at Daytona, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. I'm just saying a what if we're playing the hypothetical game because of the conversation that I'm bringing up. If he doesn't win Daytona, is it going to be different then going into Detroit? I mean, so Ando Ando's really good. Okay, right now he's the best he's been in years. He mm-hmm. looks really, really good. Obviously, the last I say two he looks weeks, better than he did in his 2018 probably, championship season. Yes, but, I think so too. And obviously, lat in the last two weeks, we've seen he's been slightly faster. But slightly faster is like it is a touch. But he's caught I mean, past I, him. I mean, though, even is the even like last night, it's like a touch. But he, but see where I would disagree with that comment, and you're right, it's not a lot. It's not like he's two seconds a lap yeah. faster. But he caught and passed him. But here's my question for you. If you would have been out is front... It, is it a catch and pass because there's different mindsets there? Okay, No, because I think his mindset's the same. You Okay, but you don't think Ando, who is 29... They're both the same age, yeah. You know, whatever. 29, not married, no kids, is slightly... Not married in quotation marks. Yeah, is slightly more sendy... Than a guy who is, well, I don't know, is Tomac married yet or is he just engaged? Whatever. Get, I am. Engaged, married, we'll call it married, two kids, like has a smidge of a thought in the back of his mind of, hey, I'm not going to push it past this limit because I don't want, I like, there's no reason for me to wad myself. I'm not proving anything if I wad it and don't beat him. I'll prove more if I finish second and then beat him where I can. No, because I don't think I've seen one time this year that Ando, outside of that second main in Glendale, where he has looked reckless. I'm, you can talk out the crashes, yeah. but we're talking about reckless as far as riding over their head. Yeah. No, because I have other – and that was just – that was a one slip-up. That was just the way that face was. I have not seen Ando crash where he's been reckless yet. To be honest with you, like if you guys can think of that, I'm that I'm not I, thinking I, of. It. Again, I I'm, just haven't seen him reckless. Where if this would have been in years past, where we see Ando do kind of some dumb shit, yeah, I would be like, you're totally correct. You are 100 percent correct. But I haven't seen him, to lack of a better term, ride with reckless abandonment yet. Like, like when have you watched him this year where I, you go, I don't oh think, my god, I don't he's think, riding over his head? Yeah, but I don't think what I'm not talking about reckless. So when I when you say reckless abandonment, I think of fuck jet yeah. last year or whatever yeah. the year before i think of forkner in previous years i like that's reckless abandonment which i don't think we're gonna see because these guys that's are I mean older sending it but though. i do think there is a notch more send in ando than what there is in tomac anymore and we've i i think we've seen i mean look at it we've seen it now whether it's team whatever we've seen it over the last couple of years almost or well we saw it last year with tomac of there wasn't that scent. He took it when it was there. Yeah. But there was not beast mode Tomac the last whatever of the race like there was in years past. I'd, so, so I, dude, I do think there is, it's not much, 
But it's just enough that it's what we're seeing where Ando is beating him at some of these races. But then again, well, I think we're going to get to point. I think there's going to be plenty of races where you're not going to see that. Where but the like, thing, though, is, is that I almost feel like, though, that Eli at his best right now and Ando at his best, it's a 50-50. I mean, I, I would agree. Because, like, I just... I guess my only problem with that comment, and it's hard to disagree because we know it's a thing, it's just I feel that when we make those comments, it's very unfair to the other person on that conversation. Now, because that's like if you say if people, and I'm not saying you, but like yeah. say we get to the end of this championship and Anderson wins by one fucking point, and somebody goes, well, the only reason he won by that one point or two points or whatever is because Eli didn't push it at one of these races. Well, don't we feel like that's a little bit discrediting Anderson? Because uh, Eli, we we I'm, think that Eli I'm, didn't push it, but it's like, well, how is that fair to the other guy in the back I'm, end? Because we yeah. wouldn't do that I mean, with a two fifty guy. If they battle like we've seen, then it, it's stupid to say. You just know how like people. Would, yeah, I know. That's I know. What, but that and bothers. that's what you're gonna. That's what you're gonna get. But I mean, I yeah, don't know. Well, he, he's riding great. So, yeah, Cole, go ahead. I, I also want to point out, uh, Anderson would be your overall winner. He would he, be if he didn't. Yeah. Oh yeah, find well, a little gap and try to kick the door open. Well, think about well, so. not even not even that. And you and me, Cole, we've talked about this before. Okay, the Barsha incident in A one. If he just gets second, the radiator cap issue. Say he just gets yeah. second there, and even and this was okay. his and this was his fault. This the first main was his fault, and then the instance in Glendale was his fault. But say he gets second in that main too. Anderson's your points leader by what? I think it'd be more than six at this point. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, you oh, could have, would have, should have, and it is what it is, and that's part of racing. But you also, I think you have to give, and this is the last thing I'll say about Anderson since we've been talking about him and he got second, is you also got to kind of give him a little bit of credit in the sense that it's like he is actually, if you if you take it down to the techn- technical side of it, he has been better than, than Eli this year. I know yeah. the points don't say it, but if you actually want to look at how these races go, there's not a person that ha- actually has an idea of what's going on when you're watching a, a race that can't say that Anderson has not been better. Like, he has. Yeah. It's fact. He has been better I than agree. Eli. And that's not taking anything away from Eli. Eli has rode a great season so far. But it's like, if you take two of those instances that were not his fault, Glendale in this round was, those two weren't. He's your points leader by quite a bit of margin already. So here's something interesting I'd like to see, too. I would like to see Anderson get a bad start and watch him come through and see where we get to. Because we I almost feel we like really be- had that yet, have we? Mm. I'm, I was just trying to think as we were talking, and I don't think we've seen. Uh, I mean, A one was his worst. I think A one. I think A one was his worst start, and he was like what ninth. On I don't the first know, lap? but I, but I'm but I'm saying like bad. I think it'd be like, the same, Tomac, like Tomac bad start. Like, but don't you think he's he'd be- buried? Well, 15th. I mean, he did come through the pack at the Radiator race. I think it'd yeah. be this. Don't you think it'd be the same though? I think it would be the same result. I, maybe I don't know. I mean, it just because you know he's not going to be afraid to throw it in on people. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Oh, he was blowing past those dudes like you. They were standing still at the the radiator race. So yeah. I totally agree with you. I just I feel like to answer that question the best I could is I feel like it'd be the same thing. Like yeah, it him and Eli pretty much have the same exact racecraft, except Eli doesn't throw it in on people. Yeah, like sometimes they're fucking insane, and other times they're like boneheads. Yeah, so. Overall, I, I don't give a shit who wins this, and I'm not trying to dude, argue either yeah, way. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm not either. I'm, I'm just, just pointing out great. things of like, yeah, oh yeah, and it's gonna and it's great. Yeah, I really hope it maintains the way it's going, where it's like, okay, cool. Obviously, we all probably think that Tomac's gonna win this weekend at what's we would it think, called? but we don't know what is what is Anderson gonna look like on a on a more outdoor track on that Cowie because as good as he's been in Supercross, I know that he's not known as an outdoor guy. Yeah, but for all we know, he could be fucking insane yeah we just don't that's the thing we don't know how either of these guys are actually going to do we assume that yes you're correct tomac's going to win he's looked great on the yamaha he's great at daytona 
But for all we know, Anderson, this Kawasaki might be the thing, the reason why he never won an outdoor championship. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I... Uh, outdoor championship? How about overall? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. <laughs> like, how about winning a race? Overall? Yeah. Well, I mean, we know that he's been fast, in the, and yes, you guys get what I'm saying, though. Like, we just don't know. Maybe this Kawasaki is just the thing that Anderson needed to, like, put him over the hump. Yeah. Because it's not like all these guys that he grew up racing with, and we're not going to beat the whole 20-year thing. He was better than a lot of these dudes as amateurs. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's it's fair to assume that if he'd have been in the right circumstance when he went pro, it would be the same thing. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. Like I said, yes, we assume Tomac's going to win. But if Anderson goes out and smashes it, it's it's a weird thing because it's one race and it's Daytona. But I think it's because Eli's so fucking good at Daytona, you have a hard time believing anybody's going to beat him there. Yeah. So if he gets beat straight up, that's a whole different conversation that we're having after Daytona. Yeah. Um, one more thing with Ando. So the Ando, Ando, uh, Malcolm, Malcolm incident. I mean, racing incident, but just, I don't know. Even, you made a bonehead, bonehead, it was <laughs> stupid move. Yeah. Bonehead. That was all there was to it. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, are you talking Mookie Ando deal? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I don't know if he's got to be smarter than that or Mookie's got to quit turning down so hard in the corners because if you watch sex and the only reason he went down is because Mookie was basically going backwards on the straightaway yeah well, also who was it always did that shit and got in trouble doing the same thing like people would run into james for doing the same shit yeah. and then mookie dude that did this like two years ago in one of the west coast rounds i can't remember who it was but he had the same thing he did the same thing yeah so it's like yeah it's obviously not malcolm's so, fault it's anderson's fault he takes the 99 percent blame pie but once again though like now going back and relooking at it we saw slow-mo and he even said it he just he held it on a little bit too long, but you could see how hard he was loading up on that front brake. Like that bitch was like completely stopped, and then Malcolm oh, it just was turned. Locked up, yeah, kind of. and Malcolm just turned down into him. But once again, it was Anderson's fault. But it's not like he went in there trying to clean him out. Yeah, like he knows that that's not going to be a good result but for hey, anybody. Man, it's a little well, Sexton, same thing. Soxton. Sox- Sexton had to lock. Soxton <laughs> had to lock up the front wheel. Yeah, um, and and lay it over not to get into him. Yeah, but but again. Yeah. I mean, and and like we're talking about, Mookie turns down here. But mm. with the Ando thing, dude, it's a little thing like that that'll cost you this title, whether it's fucking up your bike because you both went down, yep. both going down and costing you positions. Or, I mean, who knows now? I'm sure we'll find out this week. But Mookie was fucking pissed after that happened. And granted, he wasn't anywhere around him the rest of that night. But we all know these guys hold shit for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't and, think and Mookie, like, though, is... It kind of some of the comment that I made in the group chat. I don't think with the way Malcolm's years going that he's going to risk doing something stupid just to get some payback. If I he mean, can get third of the points, there, that's a big bonus there's, for him. There's no risk. Yeah. There's no risk for him to fucking take out some dude's front wheel real no, quick. No, but if he if it costs so, him in the process, like you really think that he's going to take Anderson out and then take a chance of him costing him a race that gets him third? Let's. We don't know the contracts, but let's be real. I don't know his man. contract for getting top three in points. It's probably good. Yeah, it's exactly. Probably, and he's, he's not going to bonus. Going. I think Malcolm's been around well, this long enough that he's not going to waste it. What are all these people talking about? And I'd have to go back and look, but people are like, "Oh, well, that's that was payback from like a one or something." Did Mookie and Anderson get into it, and Anderson got? The short end of the stick at I, one of the first couple of rounds. I don't know. I don't in remember. Heat race, maybe that I don't remember. I don't remember because people were like, "Yeah, that's payback for that." Because I almost something. I think maybe something happened in the heat race. I was about to say in the main. I'm pretty sure Anderson was ahead of Malcolm that entire time at A1. The whole I don't. Time. I don't yeah. know. Well, yeah, because yeah, he got cleaned out by Marv. So yeah. I think something happened in the heat race. Maybe I don't I, buy I'd it have though. To go back and look. 
Anderson, I also so, don't buy it. Like, yeah, he's done stupid, still bonehead moves and stuff. But yeah, I don't think it's payback. But yeah, yeah there was something that went down before. Like, Mookie's not an angel either. He realizes Anderson realizes the situations that he's in right now, and he cannot spot Eli any points at all. So I just, I don't know. It, it's it's an insane turn of events that's going on with him right now because I do not remember the last time somebody this far into their career who won a championship, then went that long without winning a race, gets on a brand-new bike, and then all of a sudden is rejuvenated at 29 years old. Yeah. That just doesn't happen. Yeah. That does not happen in motocross. Like, that is – there's I don't even think there's anybody that you can line up No, that's been like that. No. But, all right, enough with Ando. Uh, moving on. So, Webb goes 1-4-4 four, four for third. I mean, gifted that win in the first one, and he even said it. He was like, they gave me that one, so but I'll take it, so thanks. Um, I mean, looked better, but it wasn't great. He looked feisty in uh, qualifying. He was jumping out looked there in front. The yeah, so maybe they're making improvements on this bike, and we'll see, but I think he's... Well, you know, he fired Burner. <laughs> That's fucking weird, too. I've been trying to do some digging. I mean, you were in that one group chat. Yeah, I was well, trying to yeah. dig it up. I'm trying to I'm trying to do some digging and find out what happened there, but everybody's under that NDAs. Com- that so. comment that we saw, the comment, the comment from the person in that group chat, that yeah. just shows that nobody in this fucking sport will take accountability for shit. No. It pisses me off. No. So, yeah, weird thing. And then now it's like, okay, so you fire Burner. So what are you doing for trainer now? Like, did you go back to yeah, Alden? I wonder no, what the I don't fuck think the so. deal was there. I, I don't know. No one, no one will say anything. I'm going to do some more digging this week and see if I can figure anything out, but I haven't heard anything yet. Maybe he's just doing his own thing at the 83 compound. Yeah, who knows? So, uh, Sexton, fourth overall with a 4-3-5. I mean, that's just kind of okay night. It, Considering there, how last weekend went. But, yeah, yeah. It, just, you just, it just showed that, like, he his week probably a prep didn't go well, and he just he faded towards the end of those mains. But, like, just, it's to be expected. I was going to say, there, and there just wasn't a lot of pop all day out of him that no. I saw. Nothing that blew off the page. Uh, Stu, 5-6-3. And Stu looked feisty in that first one before, obviously, everything happened. Yeah. And I totally thought there was a possibility that he was going to win that first one there. I mean, Ando was coming on. Ando was going to pass him had he not done but, that. But... I don't know, man. That that looked good, though. It was, it was definitely a good look to see him out in front. Look, Malcolm is taking advantage of, ev- like, all the situations that he's been in this year, and I'm not, and don't get my words mixed up. Like, he's obviously been super fast. We know he's been on the podium twice now, I think. Mm-hmm. He's third in points. Like, his speed is always there, even though we haven't seen Heat Race Mookie, even though he's won a two Heat Races now, I think it is. But every situation he has made the best of this year, and you yeah. cannot, uh, you cannot discredit him say anything about him he has literally just been solid as a rock and every situation that has happened like the heat race and stuff or the that first main like eli buried anderson coming from a few spots back coop was buried barsha was like he he's out front and he is just he's riding his own race licking it off he's doing he's doing what he has to do and I think we're going to get to the end of the season, whether he gets third in points or not. Coop's closed up on a little bit the last couple weekends. Sexton can probably go back on a roll. Who knows? It's probably those two guys. That's it. He's just – he is doing the best with what he has right now, and that yeah. is big credit to him because most guys, when they get things – I don't want to say handed to them, but certain situations, they usually throw them away. And yep. he is doing – he's doing what he can, and mad props to him for that. Yep. So – um, all right, uh, Barsha two seven six. I mean, look at that first one. Then he started doing Barsha things like taking just, out Dylan and shit. So and I think in, I think. In the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll leave. I'll leave on this note because I just pulled in the garage. But uh, man, Justin, that's got to chap your ass. In Barsha, just 
I'm gonna be honest like with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know what I was doing, and I don't even th- did they even catch the whole actual takeout on TV? Yeah. Okay, so I. Oh mu- yeah, it's on TV. And okay. Also, also, I want to point out how shitty Dylan looked in the whoops. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, it, uh, for me to uh, critique uh, him on uh, whoops. Uh, hey, wait, wait, wait. Hold no, on. no, 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 no. Hold on. Cole, no, no. Cole. His his technique was ter. And like what I was trying to say, I was trying to figure out how to way to articulate it. Who am I to, you know, critique him on technique and whoops? But his technique is like gone away in the whoops the last couple weekends. It is absolute garbage. He is literally extended off the back, has no control over what the front end's doing. And I don't know if that's like him going away from what DV's telling him and he's trying something new. But usually Dylan looks pretty damn good in the whoops. It's the last, it's not just this weekend, Cole. The last couple weekends he's kind of looked like dog shit. And I don't blame the bike. I blame him. Like I don't know what he's doing. But I didn't see. I saw the tail end of the takeout, so I don't know what I was doing at the time. I'll have to go back and watch it. Oh, he v-lined right after the finish line. Yeah, I mean it's what Barsha does. Like Dylan just didn't look even. He just didn't look like. Oh yeah, he looked shit. He asked back somebody too, didn't he? Yeah, he asked back Brayton. Yeah. Uh, in oh. whatever. Well, that was definitely not Dylan's fault, and Jamar had the same thing happen to him. Yeah. We'll get into that. Hey, so this wait. is like the first two years of Dylan on 250. So, Cole, before before you go, watch this. So, uh, Justin, you want to spew some more bullshit about how he's going to win Daytona next week? Or I never said he was going to win Daytona. Oh wait, hold on. Oh. I said he was going to beat Mookie. I never said he was going to beat win Daytona. Oh yeah. So you want to you want to spew some more shit on that? Or I will still stand that he beats Mookie at Daytona. Wow. wow. We're not going to get into Cole, this. We'll Cole, we'll you see. heard it. I'll mark it down. I'm ready. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. He's a fucking better out. He's a better rider in that type of soil and that type of atmosphere than Mookie is. It's fact. Be lucky well, to break the top to ten out. at the rate he's going. What do you mean he was in the top ten even riding like douche the whole night? Nine nine five eight. <laughs> and now uh, do, you, do you know how to count? Now he's, now, he's, now, he's got, now he's got longer track to fuck up on. This longer, is gonna go well. well long, shorter start, longer track. This l- is gonna go well. Longer track to make up spots. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, well, I hope. I hope. I hope the guy, he needs a good race. I'm just saying he's beating Mookie. I didn't fucking say he was going to win. Is the panic button out for him? No. What? Why would the panic button be out for him? Uh, I'm not panicking on Dylan. Maybe it was Supercross skills, but yeah. outdoors. When that man goes, goes out and fucking wins another outdoor title, well, who yeah, gives I mean, a shit? Be thing. Yeah, yeah, who gives a shit? But, Maybe. So, well, anyway. All right, all thanks, right, Cole. So I'm, about to, uh, I'm about to unload this unit, and then, uh, yeah, thanks Christ. for having me. You guys have a good A Justin Barsha well. unit? Justin Barsha unit? No, no, not quite. I wish. Yeah, I unreal. I uh, my pants aren't that tight, <laughs> and I don't have anything to show off like that. Okay, that was, Jesus, that Christ. went way too far. All right, cool. Later, yeah, buddy. Right, we, see we grow. We don't show. Oh, okay, God, here we see go. You, Lee, see you. Later. All right, later. All right, later, boys. Later. Um. All right. So, uh, yeah. So Dylan nine five eight ass packs Brayton gets taken out by Barsha. I mean, it's just it this yeah it Supercross is just a disaster for him this year. And like you said, his whoop technique looks like shit. Last week he gets all sketchy, takes out his teammate. I mean, dude, it is just it is not going at all. I think it's just I mean, who fucking knows what's going on? Like I said, like these guys, we talk about it enough. These guys aren't transparent with shit. We don't fucking know. Let's just sign him as an outdoor rider only. I mean, I don't think he'd have a problem with that. Because, I mean, if he fucking wins every outdoor championship he's in, I don't think he's going to give a shit. So. I'll be real honest with you. Like, I bet if you went to him and it's like, hey, man, you don't have to ride Supercross. I don't feel – I'm going to – in all honesty, taking sarcasm out of it, I feel like Dylan is one of those guys that'd be like, oh, cool. Okay, I'll just ride yeah. outdoors. Like, I don't think he cares. Yeah. Um, Justin Brayton in eighth, seven, ten, eleven. Dude, he is just happy Top to be there. Top five starts. Yeah, great starts. Was running. What was it? Was it the second main? I don't know. One of the mains. That, like, well, when we had Kev on, he made that comment because he was running top five for like a good two, three laps. Yeah. I think it was the second main. Um, and we just know his his 
speed over that amount of time, even over in 12 plus one. Like, it's just not there anymore. Yeah. Um, like we would have seen in the past with Triple Crowns. But, I mean, dude, top 10 pretty much every weekend. Well, not every weekend, but close to every weekend. Top 10 on the board in practice, like transferring through the heat races. And he's just happy to be there. I feel like this is a bomb-ass season for him. This yeah. is a great season for Brayton at 38 years old or he's whatever it is. 38, and he is just pumped to be there. Like, he's just top 10. <laughs> That's why he says every interview I listen to. He's well, just pumped to be there. I mean, he's there. His kids are there. His wife's there. Like, dude, he's having the time of his life, man. Yeah. So, And we get to go to Braytona this weekend. I mean, you can't fault him. 38 years old, and he's getting eighth place. And, and he gets 450 Supercross. And he's still getting paid good money to ride a dirt bike for yep. a living. Like, Bingo. I don't think he gives a shit. So uh, Shane McElrath, ninth, 10, 12, 7. Had a whole shot there. Led a little bit for in one of the, I <sighs> don't remember back. which one it was. I think it was the third main. That back, I think we're already seeing signs of it. Yep. And I'm real afraid for Daytona this weekend. Yep. I think this might be the weekend that it finally just goes. Yep. 100%. Uh, Dino. Eight thirteen nine didn't look real great to be honest with you. Like nope. the eight nine is great, the thirteen bad. But had I'm him, had him on my fantasy team, took him off my fantasy. I'm gonna team. be real honest. Yeah, because he was dookie in practice. Yeah. I'm gonna be real honest with you. I kind of thought with Max going out, yeah. and with Aaron going out this week that he would be like. You just, would think he'd get a bump of like a couple of spots here. Yeah, and just no. We just didn't see that. No, wasn't great. So, um, Vince Freeze, 12 8 10. That Dude. was good. Relevant. <laughs> Relevant. I mean, but he qualified eighth, yeah, right? Like, yeah. holy shit. Fast. Really? Like, yep. I, okay, so. On a, on a track with two whoop sections. Yeah, I know. Um, he seems to be better in the whoops though on that 450. I don't know if that's just because comfortability of riding it, probably. knowing, like, probably, hey, I have to push in deeper with those, with the 250. Yeah. Um, has there been any word if Moto Concepts is for sure still going outdoors? I don't know. I haven't heard that yet. I really hope they go outdoors because I really want to see Vince on a 250 outdoors. I think he would be really, really good. Yeah. I know that he'd probably rather ride a 450 outdoors. Yeah. Um, but I really hope that they go. We know that Brayton's not going to ride outdoors, but at least with him at Oldenburg, like put them on 250s, go ride outdoors. Yeah. I hope that they go ride outdoors, and I think that that's their plan. Maybe. We'll see. Um. Heartthrob, 12th place. Real good finish for him. 13, Dude, he's, 13, 14, 12. He's moving on up. He, you got to give the guy credit, man. Everything that he was saying with the team being him being at odds with the team, the bike yeah. setting last year and barely making all the mains. And now he's well, easily making mains in and, top 15. And we needed time to develop. Okay. I mean, like we said, he's, he's young. good. He's going to be good. I think he's going to be good again outdoors. I think so. I really do. I mean, he was top 10 at the end of the year. We know that there was a lot of guys out. Yep. But we know that he's not a supercross guy. He's more of an outdoor guy. And yep. I think that this is a good look for him. Yep. I think he's gonna he's just gonna be good. Yep. So you gotta give the guy credit. <sighs> just gotta take a breath for this next one. Ken Roxon, thirteenth with a sixteen nine sixteen. He looked really feisty in qualifying mm -hmm. and was at the top of the board battling with those guys for fast qualifier. Then he has a tip over, and then we're done. Then he gets into it with Marvin, the third main. Was well, it third or second? Didn't get into it. Third well, main. Well, you know what I mean? Like didn't he was get part, into it. Suck Marvin to his rear he was wheel. Part, okay, not getting into it. He was part of the both of them going down. Yeah. Um, And couldn't get by Kev. And I am real. As Kev pointed out. I am um, I'm real worried for this weekend. It's bad. And it's going to be hot. Well, hot. Panic. Panic. Hot button. in normal circle. It's going to be in the mid-80s. We are slamming. 
panic button on this one right now. I, dude, it's bad, dude. It's fucking terrible. And I to still be honest with you. I still terrible. stand. I still stand by my comments, and I don't remember if you agreed with me or not. I don't remember if Cole did. I don't think we see him outdoors, man. I don't know what's going to happen with the Jets. It's hard to see him going outdoors. But here's the thing, and we we know the thing about Jet. We know that they want him on that 450. Yeah. That's going to be very interesting, and obviously fucking, you know, the people that should know, we we won't fucking know until the last minute. Um, Well, maybe we will, but other people won't. Um, If he just tells Honda, I don't want to go outdoors, it really makes me wonder what Lars and everybody is going to say because they're not just going to go outdoors with Chase. Do they bump Jet up and they just say, hey, this is what we want? But then it goes back to, well, they are not going to get him to defend the t- – I'm just really curious to see what happens if we find out towards the end of Supercross that Kenny has said, I'm not racing outdoors because things are going to get super interesting over at that Honda truck if mm-hmm. he just comes out and tells Lars, I don't fucking want to do it. Yeah. Because – I'm, I just don't know what they're going to do. You, you just don't know what they want to do. Because you know they're going to want Jet to defend that number one title. Because it's been a long time since Honda has had the number one plate for outdoors. Yeah. But then it's like, we want him on the 450. We really want him there. But then it's like, we just leave Hunter that chance is not going pro for, I don't know. That fucking team. Maybe. If Kenny If Kenny comes out and tells them that they doesn't want to ride outdoors, yeah. Honda is going to be in a predicament, and they're going to have to figure some shit out. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just really interested to see because it's going to be drama for everyone. Yeah. But I stand by my comments. I don't think we see Ken Roxon race outdoors this year. There's no fucking way. And Daytona, like I said, it. it's I'm, hard to see it. I'm really point. scared this weekend that Daytona is going to be very, very, very bad for well, him. Well, it can't be much worse than 16th. No, it can't, but we could just see the final nail in the coffin that is Ken Roxon's career. Yeah. I mean, he could race Daytona this weekend and just have a fucking meltdown I and am, just not show up. I am super interested to see where he goes after this. I think he's done, man. I don't think so. I, I think just, he's going to keep racing, I but think, I think he's going to sign with someone else. Look, I would love to agree with you, but part of me just – I just if I, everything we have heard and the, the comments, and once again, we're not going to talk about this, that stuff just doesn't go away with new surroundings. I know it doesn't just go away, but I – I don't know that he is mentally done himself yet. And what I mean by that is he might mentally be done mm-hmm. racing here, but mental wise, he just cannot put it away yet. So I, which I is weird for a guy like him because he's still getting paid a lot of money. So it's not like if he fucking- Men- mentally, I think he's done with that bike. Mm-hmm. He is. Yeah. So which we've seen once again is bullshit after the last two weekends. Yeah. That bike is still good. Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, uh, and for one, uh oh, to another. I mean, Marv goes 11, 11, 22. What, what the, the fuck was that fade in the first one? Because the it was first the same two laps, thing that happened in fucking Oakland. I was was say, it wasn't the, it Oakland or San something Diego. like that. Yeah, but the fir- first two laps, I'm like, dude, Marv's about to go win this fucking race. They and I don't know if you caught it, but I think it was Ricky was saying something that they think he was having bike issues because he, he kept did, looking down yeah. underneath the tunnel. They said and that, was, and then he looked down right on camera. As well, he was said he looking that, down on the right side or the left side? The left. So maybe he was stuck in second gear or something, Some, or second to third or some shit. Um, but I'm just sitting there going, what the fuck is... This is the second time this year has happened. Yeah. What is going on with him? I don't know. It's a weird situation. We may never know. God, it really... We're not going to know. Let's no. be real. It sucks too, man, because God, he was looking good in that first He man. was. He was looking he so was. good. He was. And then the fade started. I just, just really want him... Stopped. I really want him to get at least a win before he goes out this year. Yeah. I really want it. Maybe. So, uh, 15th, Chiz, who's going to Chiz with a 17, 15, 13. Just, just a Chiz, Chiz numbers. Uh, 16th was Amart with a 20, 16, 14. Bro, practice? Holy shit. 
bad. Yeah, fucking it was bad. Terrible, just terrible. It and then was... that high side that he decided to do. Oh yeah, that was like, real bad. Amar, what are you doing? I don't know. He's what Alex Martin. He can't touch the fucking ground. He's gonna die outdoors. <laughs> He's got foot pegs that are raised like five millimeters. Yeah, ra- no, I think it's seven. And then he has insoles that are inch and a half thick to give him more height. He's gonna die out. He's gonna die. He's gonna. Die. He's gonna fucking die. <laughs> uh, boy, Kevin Moran's nineteen, eighteen, fifteen. Great job for him. Starling's eighteenth with an eighteen, seventeen, seventeen. So good for him. Bogle nineteenth, fifteen, twenty-two, eighteen. There's another, another guy, that's guy done, that's just like whew. done after this year. Yep. Uh, Cade fourteen, twenty, twenty-one for twentieth. All right. Uh, Carnell. 22, 19, 19. Okay. And Joan Cross rounds it off with a 21, 21, 24. Good for 22nd. those two. Good for those guys. Yeah. So good for those guys for making the main. Carnell's making it on a fucking 250. So that's impressive. Joan Cross has officially become the new uh, darling of getting starts in the LCQ. <laughs> yeah. I really wanted to give, I really wanted to jab at Kev going, how does it feel going to the LCQs knowing that there's a guy in the, you're racing that has better starts than you? Yeah. That's weird. So uh, good for them, though. Congrats to them, especially for Carnell. I mean, Carnell is obviously more established than Joan Cross at least here in the states yeah but good for cross i think that's only the third main he's ever made and um yeah just good for him man because let's be honest no shot at him but he doesn't have top end speed like a lot of these dudes no especially even the lcq guys so he is literally making it in through the lcqs on starts yeah and racecraft Mm -hmm. he is not making it in because he is faster than these dudes i mean dude there's been a lot of times where you've looked at the board and he's been like 30th fastest yeah so that's not an easy thing to do in this day and age so congratulations Shit. Congratulations to him. Good on him. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving on to 250s here. 250s brought to you by Gutterworks. Look them up at gutterworksgutters.com. Josh and Kayla, locally owned company, Southwest Michigan. So if you need some beautiful seamless gutters, great people. make sure to check them out. Um, all right. Let's start here. Well, let's start with the big news. Let's go with the jet and for hold on i gotta go put my sweatshirt on dude i'm freezing right now I was about to say. talk about jet and forkner go oh uh so we all know the situation jet was closing it on austin jet almost died in the whoops for the third time and we'll talk about him specifically when we actually just talk about him um but goes to the outside on fortner fortner stays tight in the corner jet cross ruts bounces him to the outside hits a tough block Pitches away to the outside, and he basically crossed over on Austin. It was not Austin, or it was not Jet's fault. Jet was not maliciously trying to take out Austin. Uh, it was just, it wasn't even a race incident. It's literally just bad situation altogether. Um, like Kev said, Jet pushed it a little bit further, so he basically had the suspension to soak it up and face it where Austin just gravity killed him and uh, slammed him in the middle of the transition. But it wasn't anybody's fault. Um, like I said, Jet just hit the tough block, and it pitches way to the outside. And you, when you have that much energy going through your body and through the bike, there's nothing you're going to do about it. And it just—it was a bad situation. I just—I can't stress this enough. I feel so bad for Fortner because this literally was looking like the season that he was being more mature, and he was going to just—if the race win was there, he was going to take it, and if not, he was just going to settle for whatever place his speed was at. And just fucking kind of like you said in the group chat, if Fortner didn't have bad luck, you wouldn't have no luck. Yeah. And I and I know that you're not a Fortner guy, but I know that you had to be watching there sitting going, God, that fucking sucks. For it him. does. It, so it sucks for everyone because obviously we don't get to watch that battle and mm. it was shaping up to be a good battle. Especially going into Daytona this yeah. week in a race that Fortner has won before. Yeah. So, it, dude, just and it was just terrible. I mean, you watch that and at first you're just like, holy shit, that just happened. And then you go back and start watching replays and you're going, 
Oh yeah, so so Jet almost dies in the whoops. And if you watch, did you watch the slow mo of him going through the whoops? I mean, dude, he's ninety degrees bike kicked out to the right. Somehow, oh, that saves bitch it. almost like was completely sideways yeah. facing the concrete, and then and then just hooks it around the outside, and just I don't know, man, just too much momentum carries him into that tough block. You can see the tough block move, so he obviously hits it. And when he goes off that face, you can tell he's just like, oh shit, because mm-hmm. there is nobody English to try to bring it back. There's not, he didn't scrub that way. It was literally just, he hit that, it shot him off that direction and he just went, fuck. And you can just see him look to go like, where am I going to hit him? And where am I going to hit? And yeah, Jet got lucky. I thought Jet was hurt for a second they both too. Got, Jet got real lucky yeah. because he was down too and he wasn't moving there for a minute. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's boy. why I said what I said in the group <laughs> chat. I was like, oh no. Yeah. Because RJ had just crashed the main before, yep. and we'll get to that. And I'm like, really? Did we just lose three of the top five guys yeah. all in one fucking night? Yeah. So, dude, just bummer deal. But then again, just stupid, like not stupid stuff by Jet. Just like little, you want little dumb things. Like, okay, the first main, I'll give it to you. You're coming out. You you get a start, and it, that was just a a weird ass thing there. Okay. Yeah, he just pivoted too hard in the back yeah. and came around him a lot harder than he thought. But the third main dude, second main, rode great. We don't even have to talk about that. Like yep. he just got out front and set a gap. And he like rode a, great that first main too after he got up there. It but was he just was a, still a little yeah. there were moments where he was a little sketchy. But the third main, same thing. And this goes back to my comment with Jet. Once again, young kid still trying to be more mature. But he's kind of doing the same thing sometimes that AC did. Like he's just reacting instead of yeah. using his brain. And we all know what he was doing. Got a great start. He wanted to get into that corner a little bit quicker so he could get a gap, try to push, do what he did in the second main. Yeah. But it's like, dude, okay, at the worst, if even if you push out a little bit, you're second going in that rhythm section, you have nothing to bank off of. There's no rut. There's no berm there. You go down. You not only take a chance of getting run over, which he got yeah. very thankful he didn't get run yeah. over. And then it's like, okay, even if you don't get run over, you're dead last now on the first lap. Bingo. And you have to go through a lot of guys that you are substantially faster than. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, just... Take it down a notch. Yeah. Like, you know what you can do in that second main. You did it. You did it in Minneapolis. Why are you doing that? And this is what scares me with him. And who knows? Maybe he goes to Daytona and he wins by whatever, or maybe he doesn't. But this is the thing that still scares me with him in Supercross. He rushes things too much. Yeah. And even in that whoop section in the third main, three laps in a row. Yeah, he got way out Why? of hand. Why yeah. are you going to the left side? The first time when you almost fucking pitch it sideways. Okay, yeah. stop. Go to the right, rhythm through, and he just kept doing it every lap. Yeah, and I think that's sometimes, and it's the stew thing. You almost think you're too ta- you're almost too talented for your own good. Sometimes, yep. You think you, no matter how sideways that bike gets, or no matter what it does, you can bring him back around. And most of the time, he's been able to. But we've also seen in the past he doesn't. Yeah, he got lucky. He got lucky. There was a lot of times, especially that third time, right almost before the Fortner incident. I thought he was fucking setting it out the door. Yep. And if he would have shot left and you end up in the concrete, you, you're you done. Yeah. So it's like, man, I just, I want to see him finish. And it's like, dude, what are you doing? There's just, there was lots of little things like that last night that was just like, dude, just, just take a breath. You're faster than all of these guys. Like, yeah. let's face it. No one is sitting here arguing that jet speed isn't there. No. You're faster than all of them. It's just the problem just is. Just take a breath. And you'll get there by the end of the race. And I know last night, here we are again, triple crown, shorter races. So does that play into it if he's like, fuck, I got to go type deal? But then you watch like that second one, dude, and it is just like the most beautiful thing you've ever seen happen because he's not pushing too hard. He's cruising. 
corner speed's great, straight as an arrow through the whoops, perfect technique, like it is fucking amazing. And then you watch stuff like that, and I think I think what that third main just turned into shit. I made a mistake in the first one and finished fourth. Now I made another mistake. Fuck, I gotta go to the front so I can like really and and you know, and he's got a good group around him. Like I'm sure his dad is going, dude, like calm the fuck down. The scary thing though is that this is now so this is his third, well, technically his second year yeah. because obviously he didn't finish all of his rookie season. We're not going to get into that. We yep. know what happened. But his second year of Supercross. Yeah. Call it two and a half years, two and a quarter years. This is a pattern now. Yeah. When he doesn't get the start, he fucking implodes. Yeah. He gets the start. We know what happens. Like he's fucking won some of these races by 15 seconds when he has two people to pass. That has got to be for you. I'm Obviously, I don't dislike Jet. I'm more of a Hunter guy. I like Jet, but I'm not on the Jet train as much as everybody else. But you being a Jet guy, yeah. now that this is actually a pattern, yeah. that's got to concern you a little bit because when you're sitting there watching him and if he gets a 10th place start, even though we know he's faster than these guys, at least in Supercross, outright, and it's not close, you've got to be sitting there going, well, what Jet are we going to get? Are we going to get the guy that goes to the front or are we going to get the guy that goes around? And the problem is, like I said, with a pattern, Going off statistics, and I'm trying to do this more, statistics says he will hit the ground. Yep. And that's got to be concerning for you, a guy that likes Jet as much as I, you do. So I am. So it's it's so weird because it's like you watch last week, okay, and you just think, man, he is matured. Like mm-hmm. he was not pushing it last week to go win by 30 seconds or anything. You're like, oh, this is awesome. Then you watch this week and you go, fuck, dude, if stuff doesn't go right, just take the fourth. Like yeah. you go 414, you're still going to get third. Mm hmm. You're, you're probably going to get second over J-Mart. You're getting points. You're getting points. You didn't hit the ground. You're not sore. We're good to go for next week. Yep. But instead, we have these freakouts like that, and it's like, dude, and again, we all have to look at it. He's still just a fucking kid. Yep. And like, this is what we're going to get with him being a kid, and hopefully he can crack through his own skull here, not in the literal sense, but yep. in the in the, in the the metaphoric sense, and and get this figured out to where, like, he does something like last night, and instead of pushing through and then causing the issue with him and Forkner there and all that shit, he just takes the fourth or fifth, lets the chips fall where they may, and then continues on his way. But the problem, is though, is is how far are we going to get in his career where we stop using that he's just a kid? Because, yes, he is still a kid. it's hard because he's only 18, so he's got years. But the problem, though, is, is that he is, yes, just a kid, but he's now been a professional for almost three years. Yeah. So, yes, you can say that maturity, as Coach likes to use, athletic maturity, maturity yes. he's still on the – he's low yeah. because he hasn't – he's not old, but he's also been doing this long enough now. He knows what happens when you ride yeah. over your comfort zone. He knows what's going to – he knows this is – okay, this is my breaking point, and this is when I go into the red. So – and I'm not taking – and I'm not trying to shit on him while he's, like, is having a down moment because he is having a down moment. Yeah. But the thing, though, is, like I said, the pattern. Because if you go back for the last two – since his rookie season, every race that he's gotten a good start, he's either won or got second. Yeah. But the problem, though, is is that the pattern shows that when he doesn't get a start, mm-hmm. he doesn't finish on the box. Yeah. He doesn't finish on the box more often than not. It's just the problem that is is that when he gets a start, his his ratio is so much better that those first and second are outweigh the seventh and eighths. Yeah. But like I said – Look at how many times last season, okay, he gets a start, either wins or gets second. But those few times that he didn't get a good start, it was bad. Yeah. 
that's the thing that I still have to stand by with Jet and Supercross is, is that I'm still not convinced that if he doesn't get a start, he's not going to implode. And it's not like he's the first person to ever do it. We've seen Ricky do it. We've seen James do it. We've seen Travis do it. We've seen all these guys do it. So it's not like he just it's him. Yeah. But the thing, though, is, is that you're getting to a point in your career, and especially now that there's this push to get him on a 450, I don't think he has too much long. Like, this might even be his last year to do it because they might just say, screw it, and we're putting you on a 450 next year. Yeah. I just I feel with all the hype around him that if he doesn't go win a Supercross title on a 250 before he goes to the 450, it's it's kind of a black mark on him because it's like, dude, we know you have the speed. We know you have the fitness. Now it's just the mental. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, you've been doing this long enough now. And like I said, two and a half years isn't a long time, but in racing it is. You know what you got to do to win these races because it's not like he's – if he never won a race before, this conversation's different. Yeah. But it's like, bro, you got to start. You win by 10 seconds. You know how to win these fucking races. Yeah. You know what you have to do to put yourself in to win those – you just won a title outdoors. You know what you have to do to win a title. But it's like, bro, you got to get out of your own way sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and look, we know that it took – and AC is kind of a, a – it's a good thing to compare to. Yeah. Because AC kind of did the same thing for a long time, except his problem is he can never stay healthy. That's not Jet's problem. It took AC a very long time to realize I got to calm down, at least on a 250. I got to calm down some of these times and just relax. Yeah. But the problem, though, is is that AC also never won a Supercross title on a 250. Mm-hmm. He won it outdoors. Yeah. Daytona is going to be very interesting this weekend because if he goes out and wins by however many seconds, then I'll be like, okay, we're good. But if he gets a bad start and things – because Daytona, we know, even if it's not old Daytona, you make one, two mistakes, that's going to compound, and it's going to get worse yeah. and worse and worse. And he could either come out here with the points lead and be the only red plate holder, or he might even come out of this race, and he might be fourth in points. Yeah. This race is a – it's the third round, but I think this is a big gut check moment for Jet. Am I going to go win, or if I'm in third and things aren't going right, am I going to take the third? Yeah. I, I don't know. Moving on from that, though – we don't need to spend hours. Plus, we got Brees coming up here in about 15 minutes. Uh, so McAdoo wins with a 2-3-1. It's weird to say that Wackers is the most solid-looking dude <laughs> out of all these kids at this point. He was just he was fast he last was night, fast too, man. He was fast. He was fast. He passed Fortner twice outright, um, which is weird because the first main, like he had nothing really for Fortner yeah. after Austin got around him. Um, looks good. I mean, Maybe Starling was on to something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, he's he he does look good, so we'll see where this goes. Tied for the red plate for next week. So I also got- forgot completely, and this just shows you how uneventful that was. I forgot he won Daytona last year. Oh, yeah. Completely forgot about oh, that. When yeah. they said it on the broadcast, it was like, <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So, and speaking of Daytona, Jeremy Martin goes 9-2-3 for second overall. Goes down to the third goes main. And still third goes main. back and yeah. catches Jason and passes him. Yeah. So, dude, I... Honestly, with what I'm seeing out of Jeremy Martin at this point, my thoughts on Jeremy Martin is he thinks exactly the same way we are. Just finish the year. Yeah, he wants to be fucking a- care where he finishes as long as he goes to every race and finishes. And like I said, he's got Daytona coming up. He's good yep. there. He gets to race Atlanta, which we know is still Supercross, but a little bit more outdoors-ish. Yep. Uh, he's got two races that he's probably going to come and be a little bit more confident than everybody else. So it's like, dude, he just wants to get through the year, and I think that even though he will tell you he wants to win a Supercross title because it's the only thing he hasn't done yet, yeah, um, we all know that I think his big goal is just get to outdoors healthy. Yep. Yep. Just fucking be 100% at that first round at Paula. Yep. Well, he's working on it. Like I said, I, I like what I'm seeing out of him because he he's, just, he's just racing. And he looked good last night, too. Like yeah. I said, the Jason Owen, you could be like, oh, well, that was, well, it wasn't really his fault. It was Jason's fault. Same thing happened yep. with Dylan and Brayton. What were you gonna say? With with Jamar, I mean, it's just like the speed is just a touch off of like what Forkner and what's it, and Jet. Jet are. Yeah. So, but like he could pull a dungeon and just 
podium the shit out of him. I mean, and that might happen too. Shit out of him, yeah. That might really happen. He might just be a second and third place guy speed wise this year, and maybe we just get to the last round and he wins because he was just on the podium every time. Yep, that's all he's got to do. Yep, because now with Fortner, we don't know, but let's assume he's out because he definitely broke something. Yes, and when we get to the one of the guys too, another guy that we talked about, he. He might be out too. So like now you're just looking at oh it's you Jet and McAdoo. Yeah. And being in all fairness to everybody else, like those are the three guys. Yep. So I I'm being a big J Mart fan that I am. I like seeing him just being on the box. Yep. Just stay healthy the whole entire year because we know when we get to outdoors, that's where we want you to be. Yep. So I'm all right. Happy. Uh, Jet was third as we talked about. Oldenburg had a really good night with a five six five. That was really solid for him. Looks good on that. Looks really good. Uh, Jordan Smith had a really good ride with a six ten seven. That's a very Jordan Smith thing to do. And then next week he'll crash out in spectacular fashion. So no problem. Uh, Enzo Lopes, dude. Enzo's fifth really fucking good this year. Fifth in points, man. He's fifth in points. He goes eleven seven six for sixth overall. So that's. He's good, man. Yeah. He's good. I that's want, impressive. It's another kid I really like, Enzo. Uh, I Another kid I really hope is healthy for outdoors because yep. he's a little bit better outdoors than he is in Supercross. It just, dude, solid starts, solid in qualifying. Yep. Just doesn't, like, he's one of those guys that he's been doing this long enough now. He's had enough rides. He's been around. He just basically, like, if this is where I'm at, this is where I'm at. Yep. I'm not going to go over here, and I'm not going over here. I'm just going right down the middle. It's like, and It's like Hitch. We're yeah, just right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, this is not you. <laughs> this, this is, is you. you. And I like it. I like the kid. He's He's, totally fine. Yeah, I like it. And that's that's a lot of publicity for that club team. It is. It that is. is a lot of publicity. Yep. Uh, so Forkner, even with crashing out that last one, goes seventh overall with a one four nineteen. Obviously, we don't know what the fuck's going to happen here. He was having a good night, and he was showing. He was, in my opinion, in the first two races here, showing maturity. He I was. mean, that first race, he was real patient until he saw his opening, and then boom, jumped on it yep. and went. Which really sucks, <clears throat> considering that like this is the first time we've seen him go. Hey. Yep. And that's what really that, if anything, even if you're not an Austin Fortner person. That is what really sucks about this because he was literally in this for the title. Yep. He wanted to be all the way till the end where in years past, let's be honest, we would have saw Fortner implode. And there was not one moment last night outside no. of that incident where I go, whoa, Austin, calm the fuck down. Yep. He was honestly the most weird to say smoothest guy out of the bunch, <laughs> yeah. which is a really weird, weird thing to thing say. To say. So, I mean, God, it just it really sucks. And if it's a bad injury, I just hope he's healthy by outdoors. Me too. Um, all right. So Kyle Peters quietly ten nine eight for eighth. Kyle That's Peters. A Kyle Peters, is thing, Kyle dude. Peters yeah. man. He's like the uh he's like the chiz of the two fifty class. It's great. Okay, so this guy I want to talk about for a second here. Ninth overall, Phil Nicoletti, seven five fifteen. Is are you surprised by Phil's speed? Super surprised, especially considering, and we've heard this enough now, that he said top end speed, I'm 7 to 10, and I don't yeah. think I'm any better than that. I mean, yeah, I think that he just... He could get top fives before the end of this season, in my opinion. He could. He could. He could have been there last night had he not had that stupid, and he was pissed about that. He's like, I don't even know what the fuck happened or whatever. With RJ? No, no. Oh. When he tipped over before, or oh, when yeah, he yeah, yeah. slid out before the thing, yeah. Um, And took yeah. out Styles. <laughs> he took out the whole Rockstar team last night. I just thought about that. Um, that was awesome. Yeah, man. It's just, he's a vet, man. He's a vet. He knows how to get through these races. Like, we can make fun of Phil for being fucking squirrely and 
having this drop shoulders, elbows tucked yeah, in but style. Dude, he's got some fucking speed. Is he's gonna the be good thing. That, he's gonna be good this weekend. We we literally all sat here and we were like, I don't know how this is gonna work. Yeah. He's gonna throw slit all these kids and be like a fifteenth place dude. And yep. then here he comes out the first two rounds. It's just solid inside the top. Is 10. he riding a four fifty outdoors or two fifty? Uh, I think he's four. I, don't know. I think he's going four. I'm yeah. not sure though. Good man. He's just. Yeah. I think at that point, I think with where he's at now, you just got to look. It's because he's a vet. He just knows how to make it through these races. Yep. He's he's not the Phil Nicoletti that we seen ten years ago that fucking dies every yeah. time he's on track. Yeah. Uh, so cool. Good for him, man. I mean, that whole club team. That whole we'll club team. We'll get to the good. third yeah. guy at with way he wasn't that third man. I don't yeah. know where Jace finished, but. Um. Well, next up is Styles. Starts. Uh, Holy dude, shit, dude! Starts are great, but man, dude, as soon as as soon as things started happening but for him in that first main, they start happening so fast. Here's the thing, though. He's not even 100. Oh yeah. So what? Like, what do you think he's gonna be like though if he's 100 percent healthy? Well, you know, he's got the starts dialed, and yeah, if, if, if he can get healthy and stay healthy, I mean, yeah, it, he can run up front. That's there. a dangerous combo, yeah, dude. It is. Like. There's no way you could have told me that he was going to nail all three starts. No. I'd have been like, "You're fucking high." You're I was like, "He didn't even do that as an amateur." Yeah. Yep. I'm. I'm. I don't know how long it's going to take because we all know how long he was off the bike and just getting on it. But dude, that kid gets healthy. He could be dangerous come the end of the season. Yep. Very, very dangerous because we know he's not afraid to send it. Nope. So yeah. So uh, and then the last club MX rider, Jace Owen, eleventh place with a fourteen thirteen four. That I mean, third main was yeah. good. <laughs> It was good. We man. know that Owen has speed. We've yep. seen it for a long time. He's just never been able to consistently duplicate it. Nope. But he's even another guy, man. That whole club team is just the been whole solid. club team is solid. They're, I'm pretty sure they're all top ten in points. Oh yeah. So because we know Enzo's fifth, Phil's like yeah. seventh or eighth, and Jace has got to be at least tenth. Yeah. So good for that team, man. The most solid team so far, in my opinion. Yep. Hundred percent. Other than fucking, you know, Garrett Marchbanks. Uh, Pierce Brown had a rough day. I heard Other in a post race, and he said, "Yeah, it just progressively got better." And we just kind of laughed it off and said, "Well, it is what it is." Got second in the third. I was going to say fifteen, nineteen, two for twelfth overall. That's another kid, man. That if he stays to, if he if mentally, he can keep it out of the brown, he, yeah, if yeah. He's out of the if he mentally can keep it together for a f- like races consecutively. Yeah. He's another kid that he's got the speed to be up front every weekend. It's 100%. Just, it's just down in the brown. Man. 100%. Down in the brown. So, um, Derek Drake, 13th, 16, 12, 9. Not the bad ninth for him. Is good. The ninth was good. John Short made it. Finally. Love that fucking guy. <laughs> uh, 14th with a 13, 15, 11. That 11th is good for him. That's uh, good. In this, in this coast, good for him. Varese, 15th with a 19, 11, 13. That 11 is good. The other two are kind of... Uh, yeah, a he's, a, he's a little overwhelming this year. Considering we know for, what bike he's on yeah so uh, i don't know it's it's not going well for him no maybe way. like i said i know that i've said this about a million guys but maybe it'll be better for daytona but very underwhelming considering the bike that he's on yep um rj <sighs> that was rough that was fucking rough dude and we don't know what's going on with him either no i don't think he has anything broken but dude feel, he fucking laid dude there. I, I feel bad because that fucking bridge is tall and he got all sorts of crossed up there and then just had to watch the ground come and hit him like yeah that's gravity a fucking, bounced his I ass off say, that was a shitty thing the shitty crash to wow. have especially in that position because he almost got smoked i don't i think it was oldenburg was right oh, behind yeah. him. oldenburg like fucking came over he's like oh fuck yeah fucking pivoted it out to the outside yeah that wasn't a good look when when they pan or when they went to him on the tv either and he he's was just Laying there sprawled, not moving. I'm just thinking, oh no. Yeah. That was the first thing that came out. I was like, oh fuck. So, but I mean, very RJ thing. And that and that's the thing though, too, is it's kind of like it's obviously different, but the same thing with Jet and Fortner. 
it was nobody nobody's real fault there because like he just got kind of crossed up going up and then well, I think he and tapped I, Phil's rear wheel. Yeah, didn't and I he? think yeah. Phil like I I think Phil kind of came off he came down the center and he kind of leaned to the outside because I think he was gonna go jump to that outside berm. And I don't think RJ anticipated. I don't know if the bike went out on him a little bit more than he thought, so he overcorrected. Yeah. But if you look at them going up the face, like RJ is to the right and Phil's in the middle. Yeah. And Phil went like this and RJ went like this, but I don't think they anticipated no. going like this. That's another guy. I really hope that he is healthy because if he's in the same boat as Fortner, like, dude, same yeah. thing. If he didn't have any bad luck, he would have no luck. Yep. And that just reminded me of WW yeah. with that. I'm just thinking, like, oh my God, is like gravity hates RJ. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, um, Henry Miller, 17th, Marshall Welton, the Michigan native, there. Good first moto. Yeah, um, was the 11th? Yeah, 12th. 12th. Uh, not bad for him. Fry in there at 19th, Cartwright, 20th, Cody Shock. He crashed. I don't know. That's a rough go for him. <sighs> Supercross not going well for Shock this year. No, which is really weird considering last year was pretty yeah. decent. And then uh, Kitchen, have you heard anything about him? Back no. crash that first one. Yeah, not a good spot to go down in either. No. Uh, so. I think that he just knocked the wind on himself and probably just said. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I haven't heard anything. But, yeah, 22-22-22 for 22nd. Good job, Levi. <laughs> I thought you were about to say 22-22-22 for 21st. Yeah, that would be awesome. So anything else with the race here before um, we take a break and get Brees on? After Brees is over, are we going to talk about anything, or we just kind of kind of wrap the show up? We'll kind of wrap it up. We'll, okay. All right. I don't have anything else I really want to talk just, about that much. So. All right. Well, then we just kind of preview our thoughts on Daytona. Yeah. When we're yeah, yeah, all right. Cool. Yeah. Yep. So, nope, we're good. All right. Quick break. We'll come back with uh, Privateer Hero Ryan Brees and uh, make shit happen. So be right back. All right. And uh, next rider up here brought to you by our lovely friends over at JT Cycle, serving Battle Creek, Michigan for over 30 years. Stop in to check out their full selection of Beta, Gas Gas, Husky, and Suzuki motorcycles and power sports products. If you need something for around the house to help keep things nice and trimmed up, they have that too with a full lineup of Echo, Aaron's, Gravely, and Simplicity. Visit JTCycle.com or follow them on Instagram at JTCycleBC. He is Privateer Hero number 200. It is Mr. Ryan Brees. Hello, sir. How are you tonight? Hey, guys. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Hey, no problem. No problem. I know we were supposed to have you on a couple weeks ago. It was Super Bowl. It was going from West Coast to East Coast, which I know is a hassle. Yep. So uh, no big deal, but I'm glad we we got to get you on here. But um, I know Dallas wasn't great. And honestly, I wouldn't have blamed you if you told me you didn't want to talk tonight. But uh, tell us about uh, tell us about how your Dallas or Arlington round went here with what you did. Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of a it's kind of a quick one because I don't I didn't really, I didn't make it, so not really much to say other than we just we didn't have what it what it took to be a contender this weekend, and um, in qualifying, I was off a couple of spots that that proceeded for me qualifying 18th spot and. Um, we kind of went back to the drawing board to see what was up in the LCQ to, to give her a go there and uh, crashed on the first turn and I was out, done, called it a night, packed the bags and we're going to move forward and kind of, uh, regroup really. So, yeah. So you were part of that carnage in the first corner that really, that was an interesting, interesting first corner in the LCQ to say the least there. Yeah, that's never fun. You know, it's, it's, um. You got guys who think they're in the mix or, you know, need to be in the mix or wanting to be in the mix and, and putting yourself in an LCQ situation isn't fun for us. It's super stressful. Um, as a privateer and like being a top contender, it's hard as well, but 
sometimes, unfortunately, we have to end up going to the LCQ, and and that was one of the nights where I was forced to be. Yeah, I mean, it it obviously sucks that you didn't make it last night, but overall, I would say the year has been pretty pretty freaking good for you. Like, you have made most of the mains here. Obviously, you've been involved in a couple controversial moments, a couple interesting moments. Um, but I mean, how would you rate your year overall so far? Um, you know, like it's it's been leaps and bounds ahead <clears throat> from not being in a in a supercross race races at all, like in in 2021. So that I can I can take a big positive plus on it. But uh, as far as the season goes, like it's kind of not really what we're expecting. You know, we're we're expecting to be a top 15 guy and running with these factory guys, and we train all the way. You know shoot the beginning of july for this stuff and it's a little bit unsatisfying right now but uh doing a lot of mental mind stuff just to kind of keep on track and you know we know our worth and we, we know that we're a, we're a spot to be filled in there in the main event so uh we we have a lot a lot of progress to to work with yeah, now I know like uh, A1 there when you made the main, that was really cool to see because everybody could tell you were pumped. Obviously, they had you on TV literally revving for the crowd, fist pumping, everything like that. Dude, that was that was cool to see. Was How pumped were you? I mean, what was that like for you to like go out there and make that main and be like, hell yeah, I'm in? Yeah, that, that was probably the most I, – I would probably say just that was the most happiest moment I've – I've had in a long time and, and just a really good feeling because, you know, <clears throat> as a privateer, we're putting our, our, our own program together. So it starts in July when we're, I'm putting a suit and tie up and, and I'm making sure my bow's all fixed up so I can meet and greet with these door knocking businesses, you know? So, I mean, we're hitting about 115 different businesses to see if they want to get on board and half of them don't even know what supercross races are, but we're trying <laughs> to collect sponsors <laughs> and and tell them like hey man i've got a hundred thousand dollar program that needs to be and it starts up really in october that's when our boot camp is and and uh you know you guys want to be a part of it so that was a super special moment for me and it was just kind of like a whole a whole big old like stress relief for my crew and myself when we went past that lcq and and made the main event and uh, I had a lot of bets on me as well. Like I, I was taking in who can bet that I'll make the main event. And we, we raised a lot of funds just doing that. I, I felt like that was more of a, I remember that. Thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, we collected a lot of funds there and I was just kind of like, <laughs> relieved. we're, we're so in the hole from January 8th right there. And, and to know that we like got our funds and we can like, we can move forward and still race these four, these next four races pretty good with not having to budget so hard that it was just a good feeling. So Ryan, for all the people that don't know, who are all your sponsors? So there's a huge list, but to start off with, I have Westside Motorsports and they're providing me bikes. But then also I, I have Mount Rushmore Motorsports too, who stepped in a little bit later during the season when, I mean, I kind of showed what I was worth and, and a few other sponsors hopped on board there too. And I also, I have Zwinger excavating and he's from my hometown, uh, con, like a construction based business. And, um, as well, as well as your jet management. And there's a lot that come with this. I mean, there's like 
Yamaha, who's getting me on the Yamaha test track. There's UFO, and and I wear their gear, uh, as well as I run their plastics. And then I also have flow brakes and um, shoot Excel and, and W wheels, and there's like. I would have to say 15 different companies that I put together on my own that really is making this thing work. And I can go on and on about them, but I, they know who they are. Like it's with one tree cider, uh, Devault racing engineering, Monarch heavy hall, BC construction, element air, uh, Kyle Wyman, um, extreme recycling. And you know, what was crazy is, is, uh, right after a one, they saw me, they, it was TPJ racing. They saw me setting up my, my van and they knew what my mechanic was going through and what my manager was going through and, and myself, like trying to put this pop-up tent and this bike together and just all the necessity stuff on Friday. And then we make the main on Saturday and they approached me like, Hey, you know what? Let me get you a spot on this rig and let's make things a little bit easier. So I had WTP <clears throat> motorsport come together with TPJ racing and they helped me make sure that my bikes were getting transported and that I was getting to the races, uh, in a manner, mannerable way. So, um, so you're on the, you're on the transport only side of TPJ or you're actually one of the TPJ riders now. I am only on the transport transport side of things. Okay. But Ted Parks has helped me extremely, like with getting so, some accommodations together, so I can race with these factory guys. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I, I yeah. Ted's an interesting guy. He's a he's real interesting. We uh, yeah we, we we can talk about him later when we're not on the on the record yeah, here. He's cra- he's a, with he's some a- of the interesting things. Um, yeah, I was just about to ask what the what the program really was, but okay. So TPJ is transporting the bikes, and then you're flying to all the races. Then is that how this is working? The first, the whole entire West Coast series, I'm not flying, and I I drove my Sprinter van the whole entire time, but just pitted out of them. Okay, out of the TPJ rig. So then when we had, when we head east or when we headed east in Minneapolis, that was our first flight, and so yeah, we just kind of I I have to I. I'm managing all the flight stuff, so yeah, it's kind of crappy, but we're <laughs> literally flying Spirit Airlines and United <laughs> stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's it's low budget program, but it's the only way. It's only way to make it work for me. So, hey, that's all right. You're Pri- out there doing it, man. Privateer life is lovely. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes, so privateer heavy, but you're kind of making it work. And then, are you? So you are stationed then out of California? Is that what I'm assuming? Yes. Yep. I'm on, I'm in California, um, riding a Yamaha during the week. So that's, it helps out with not having to pay the $80. Yep. A freaking, we need to ride, which I was doing October, January. So it was cool that they helped me out. And then, uh, oh, it was, it's good. Good from there. Are you Ryan? Aren't you originally from Idaho? I am. I'm way up North. I mean like 30 miles from the border. This last, this last summer I had a race up in, uh, Montana, and you got to veer right as you're going up into Idaho through somewhat of Canada. Like you can go go up to Canada, but then you veer right. Yep. Well, I'm the freaking right side, and so I had to go. Uh, it, all of a sudden, I got a text message that said, "Hey, alert! You're 
coming into Canadian border. <laughs> and we we look right. And I actually saw the Canadian border and had a flip of Yui, but they told me like, Hey, this is dangerous. You know, when you turn around like that, they think you're packing something. <laughs> Hey, we're just trying to get to the next race. That's awesome. Because that's what I thought. Because, man, I remember seeing you at the arena crosses way back in the day and, like, kind of when you were still a little bit of an unknown, kind of doing your own thing. I mean, still you are, but, like, unknown aside of the professional side of it. And then, like, when word got around that, oh, you know, this kid's from Idaho, people were like, who the fuck is racing dirt bikes from Idaho? <laughs> and then, obviously, you know, you did, obviously, you did really well in the arena cross. You, if I'm not mistaken, you won a West Coast 250 championship in arena cross, right? I did. I ended up winning two of the West Coast with the um, GPF Babbitts Motion yep. Energy Kawasaki. Yep. And then proceeded on there to some Supercross races. You yep. know, it's super hard coming out of Idaho. I, you know, there's like Jake Weimer and a, maybe a, one other dude, but there, we we have snow six <laughs> to seven months out of the year, so <laughs> you have to go somewhere else. Yeah, that's that's like I said, that was always interesting and stuff. Like when we when everybody kind of found out, they're like, "Oh, this kid's from Idaho." They're like, "God, that's got to be hard to ride at all." Yeah. Don't don't worry, man. We feel we feel your pain. Right. We're we're in the Michigan mitten, so yeah, we, we we definitely don't get snow like they do. Not, we not definitely, quite as yeah, much, but we, we haven't. But it's yeah bad there. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's not good. But you know, it's fun. Yep. So plan is to do, I assume, all seventeen rounds here. Yes, um, we're starting to plan this. Like, <laughs> that's definitely a privateer <laughs> comment. You know, hey, the season so starts gnarly. at Daytona, and we're just getting there, yeah, so now have. the plan can come together. <laughs> that's awesome. Yes, yes. <laughs> if I keep on making the mains and and I can get some budget there, then we're gonna keep on striving. You know what I mean? And yep. My my main thing was that if I don't have what it takes, then I'm pulling my ass right out. I'm done. Yeah. You know, I, I don't need to keep fighting the fight if I'm not there and I'm not progressing. And that's kind of the main thing. You know, I'm, I'm, my thing is, is that I'm racing to go get a fill-in spot or a spot that, that, um, a factory guy needs. And that's kind of my goal. If I, uh, that's really why, why I want to be here. But if I know I don't have it and I'm not doing what it takes and then, uh, me and my crew, we've told ourselves, like, yeah, we're just going to pull it. You know, we're, we'll be done. We're all good. I know this is a long ways out, and obviously just making that comment, this question is kind of stupid, but do you have any plans to do any outdoors at all? Like, even in, like, way, way at the back of your brain, like, at all or no? No, no outdoors at all. I I actually think it's a, it's a complete AMA money pit. Oh, like not- buddy. Oh, oh, you are talking to two great people that could get going on that. <laughs> yes. We know that all yes. too well. Yeah, you don't make yes. shit. Yes, you guys know what I mean. They they collect their funds and um, they don't share to riders. I knew so I liked I this think- guy. I knew I liked <laughs> this guy. He's, he's in the network yeah, now. I, don't I, you? I, right? Ryan, you'll never yeah. get rid of us now, bro. We're, like we're in the guy. network. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love it. So yeah, no, you know, I, I don't give any props to those guys, man. They they make it miserable for us and it's it's hard for us to keep on moving, you know. We don't you can't have a happy life if you're racing outdoors and you're not a factory dude. There's no way. Have you ever raced any of the outdoors? I mean, you've probably done some out on the West Coast, but like have you ever done like at least half of the series or just done the stuff on the West Coast? I've done maybe one or two just okay. to be just to like fill in for a rider on a team. Okay. I've never went out of my way to 
go give the AMA money for me to race outdoors. So no what way. are you what are you normally doing after Supercross is over with? I mean, obviously you're decompressing and stuff, taking a break, but like, are you just you know, do you go back to having a normal job? Are you you know teaching classes? Like, what are you doing exactly? So yeah, I mean, I run a Ryan Reese Racing Clinics throughout okay. the season, but the main the main thing is like my my slow season sadly is during Supercross. I my my season starts gnarly in May. And it goes all the way till September. And I have a 26 event venture that I go off on. Wow. And it's, it's, um, yeah, it's kind of like a secret behind the scenes stuff, but I race these arena cross races, you know, and I, I chase carnivore people during the week. I, I go, um, I go money chasing. That's really what I do. Hmm. You know, I hit little events and, um, the little pro payouts and stuff like that. So. I gather those things around and try to get a hold of some promoters and stuff and make my rounds. I, I think, you know, the farthest I went, I went to New Mexico last summer. At, it was uh kicker, kicker arena. Oh my gosh. The hotel alarm just went off. <laughs> <laughs> Dead ass, That's awesome. That is sick. That's great. God, that's is that the fire alarm is the place on fire. Yeah. Should we worry for your in safety? Yeah, we're in Dallas. That's awesome. Jesus. <laughs> hey, nothing ever shocks me on this show ever. I know, huh? That's funny. <laughs> I'm oh. sorry. I'm no. sorry, you guys. No, no, you're good. You're good. Hey, it's okay. Last week I did an interview with Kevin Morantz and uh, didn't record the first 10 minutes, so it's fine. It's great. Good thing Kev okay. likes us. Yeah. Maybe push pause on this thing. <laughs> My lady's also cooking, so she could have set the alarm off. We don't know. That's awesome. Nice. That's awesome. Are you married or what? No, my girlfriend. Oh, okay. Okay. How how old are you? Uh, twenty six. Okay. Cool. There we go. It just shut off. Nice. Sick. Business, you guys. Sick. Nice. So uh, so the plan to keep riding as long as you can, or? Uh, no. No, um, this is this is actually our this is our last year, really. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Oh, wow. Is that is that breaking news? Do people already know <laughs> that? Like, did you just break news on our show? What's the deal? <laughs> I, you, you know, it was it was kind of like I, I went through a knee surgery, a, a whole knee reconstruction, broken the back later in, uh, I guess it was 2017 over there in Germany. So I've kind of been through the ringer and, the, you know, I, I race a lot of European races and stuff like that. And it's kind of where I get the bulk of my, my funds. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we kind of just as, as a whole, we, you know, we're kind of, we're reaching in a new chapter here this new summer and, um, starting, starting some new things. So it's kind of like a, a big old change of events. If we can make something happen this year, then we're going to, we're going to keep on going. Obviously if that, it's the cards right but no this is our this is our last year it's it's super hard as a privateer and it's so crazy and i i hate to say this but the ama and, and the field entertainment they don't give any reimbursement or any funds to help us privateers go along and, and i don't know which i don't know how that's going to change if there's not a union i don't know what is going to help or what it's going to take ryan you got to go back and listen to some of our old shows uh, cause we are, <laughs> we are so far down on this with you. Um, I, I mean, dude, you would not believe the shows that are us, uh, dude, me yelling and screaming at 
AMA at uh, at MX Sports at Feld. Like it's yeah, we we have a lot to talk about, buddy. Look, <laughs> we Fel- got a no lot kidding. to talk about. Yes. Feld is Feld is not a big fan of us at all. Like they just don't like us. So. Ne- neither. Let's put it this way: we cannot get media credentials with any of the pro racing series because they know exactly who we are and they're terrified of us because we are not paid not for. paid for by and, anyone so and tim cotter mx sports doesn't like me either so it's, <laughs> it's okay man it's okay <laughs> i've been trying i've been trying to call out sean brennan because he creeps in our he creeps in our uh uh social networks um following us i've been trying to call him out for months now and get him on the show but it hasn't worked yet so yeah, you got to get him on, dude. I've tried. I've even so I so I found out probably what eight months ago like that. that they were that they were really terrified of us because it's like us and I don't know if you know who Johnny Hopper is, but there's like the the two of us they're they're terrified of because we're not bought and paid for, and so then I went looking in like our followers on all our social networks and I found all the people that do media relations for both MX Sports and Feld in our followers like definitely keeping an eye on us and so like the first person i dm'd was sean brennan with fell to be like hey bro love to have you come on the show and we can chat which of course he hasn't dm me back um right so yeah and so yeah so i keep i keep calling it out on the show because i know they're listening like they they know exactly who we are and i've been on the train for years so just a little backstory i know we're supposed to be interviewing you but since we seem to be on the same page here with things. So when we started this show like six years ago, our second year, it really took off. We were really getting like a shit ton of views on YouTube. We weren't even on a podcast form. And so I had hit up like MX Sports and Feld to be like, hey, can we get some media passes for some of these races? Like whatever. And needless to say, they told me no. And when I asked, okay, what is my threshold to get to? They said, oh, we don't have an answer for that. And it really fucking pissed me off. So I went off on a rant in the next show and basically said, look, they can go fuck themselves. I will spend my own money to go to these races, to cover these races, to film these races from the stands, because fuck you, if I'm paying my money, you can't say shit about me recording anything on my cell phone or whatever. And yeah, essentially, it's it's just spiraled from there. And then in the last year, we have made several contacts and several people that we now know and have dug down the rabbit holes to find out how bad they're screwing all you guys and how terrible it really fucking is. And so there are many, many rants of me and Justin and everyone who's associated with the show, essentially going off on the pro racing side of things and how terrible it is and how everything needs to be changed. So, cause we're just on here basically because we we're, we're here for the privateers, like, you know, and we're trying to make it better for you guys and figure out a way and get this knowledge out here. You know, and when we did a show with, uh, I don't know if you know who Coach Rob Beams is, but we had him on. We're good friends with him, Chris Cooksey, and Johnny Hopper, the guy Travis was talking about. And we basically talked about how, how can we go about fixing the sport. And we just, we're trying to figure out a way to make it better for you guys. We had broke some news that a lot of people didn't know about with some stuff that Feld does. And uh, yeah, just it, pisses off the the people up the chain and we're trying to figure out a way to make it better and i don't know they they guess they just don't like that (laughs) yeah no this is also crazy i I thought i thought maybe it was just that they had an outing on me or or that i thought different about it or something you know and and none of the writers are getting it but you know you guys it's this makes perfect sense i'm totally i'm totally with it like 
it just doesn't make any sense to me. You know, like even starting off the series that we know we're this is the first time kind of that we're not on a team. So we're kind of having to start from scratch. I've always been a fill-in rider the past maybe three, four, five years of my racing career. You know, I rode for HEP Suzuki a couple years ago and Cycle Trader, Rocker Yamaha and stuff. So they've always had an in, you know. I don't know what kind of in. I don't know what they're paying vaccines to shuffle their guys and having a good season. I don't know. But when we started out of the season, I mean, like, to get our credentials, we were having to go a complete sidetracked way, and I was the only one, the rider was the only one allowed to get a credential. And then we were having to purchase two of our credentials, and then I'm hearing that a trainer gets a credential for free, a uh, team manager gets a credential for free and the mechanic gets a credential for free. And what do you know? They collected my money <laughs> for a team, ma- team manager credential uh, and my mechanics credential. And I already understood that I had to pay for my credential. I get that. So that was a complete cluster. And I'm hearing from all these teams that they're getting free credentials everywhere. And we're spending $550 for this stuff. So, I was honestly, I was mind blown. And then we go to the second round or the first round and they're like, no, we can't give you your money. So we're contacting Mike, uh, Mui and, and you know, all these people that were like, what is going on? Like, why are you guys collecting our, our money? We don't even have it to, to distribute it. You know what I mean? So I was completely flabbergasted about that stuff and just kind of just, I was struck like, what is it that I did wrong that I'm not paying you guys over thousands of dollars to go park my sprinter van in the, in the vehicle parking lot? Just to go race my dirt bike? No, you're, no, it's a, it's not a you thing, man. It's, it is a hierarchy of just bullshit that's been going on. Yeah. I mean, we, like I said, we've dug so dug down so much on this and I've ranted on so many shows. I mean, I'm not sure if you're aware the team's, pay to have the pit carts in the stadiums like i just found this out last year they pay to have the pit carts in the stadiums they pay for their parking spot at the stadiums and then i forget how much it was but it was a fucking ridiculous amount for them to be for them to have the wi-fi access at the stadium and then have the have the race coverage access at the stadium too like the teams are all paying this but it's just fucking the most ridiculous thing. And the, and the only thing I can equate it to, especially with how they're dicking you privateers around, is for like a professional sports team to be like, okay, so we're not going to pay you, but you're on the team. But hey, make sure you show up in you know Orlando next week and make sure you're there by this day and this time. Oh, and by the way, it's going to cost you 500 bucks to get in the stadium, but we need you there so that we have the show and good luck. We're the and- only sport in the world where the, the people that come to watch they have to pay to go be watched by other people. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's right. ridiculous, man. Yeah, and the outdoors is just 10 times worse. Oh, yeah, especially like a certain friend of the show that got top 10 at a national this past year in the 450 class, and he got a whopping $450. <laughs> it's so dumb. Yeah. It's yeah. so dumb. So, That's insane. I guess you do learn something, every, you know, something new every single day. Oh, look, man, we can tell you more. <laughs> Trust me, we can go on for yeah. hours. And in fact, we we have other stuff to talk about on the show here after we get off the phone with you. But we're going to take a break and we'll chat with you on the phone. Is there anything else you have to talk to him here 
No, I just know I like this guy for uh, a reason. Dude, I mean, this is this is fantastic. <laughs> this is like destiny because some of these some of these guys they don't want us to rock the boat with them. Obviously, no, you don't it. care. So, uh, what what is the plan after racing here then this year? Because um, you said like you're done after this year. So, what what is the after racing plan here? Uh, you know, I, I uh, start apprenticeship for for a plumbing business that my dad owns. Oh, cool, oh, nice. And- yeah, and it kind of we have to start from scratch. So I've got to get my journeyman's license and go to school for a little bit, and we're gonna pick some plums off the trees. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, you know, we're gonna set some toilets and and stuff like that. But I'm all new to it, and at 26 years old, he, he still says like, "Hey, you can be dumber than a rock, but it's still gonna make you money anywhere you go." You make way, you'll make way more money than racing, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Huh? So yeah, I hope so. Well, that's I think awesome. Anyone gets out of it, will they just got to understand to get out of it? Yep, yep. So, yeah, I mean, th- don't get me wrong. There's money to be made racing, especially if you're of the elite status. And there's even money if you're not of the elite. But there's just certain ways you have to do it, and the powers to be don't want to give you some of the certain ways to do it outside of their own realm. So, yeah, it's a, it's it's a fuckity fuck fuck situation at this point. So, yes, definitely. Just speaking upon that stuff, you know, like we had that um, the line line deal in twenty <laughs> line, line gate, line yes. gate. yeah, yeah, twenty nineteen with like I don't know, like Catanzaro and Bowers, uh, Bowers, and a couple of them other stuff, and like that's where I was kind of I was actually like really pissed off, like with what I had going on. I I got the line stuff like on my nuts and my body. <laughs> Oh. into the hospital and stuff yeah and, and so i contacted the ama and was uh, was asking them you know what's going on and they're giving these five thousand dollar checks yeah to, to all these people and so i went to go ask like hey i need to pay some bills too you know like i went to the doctor twice i had to go to the primary doctor and then i also had to get to the the um doctor who was seeing me for what was going on to give me the antibiotics and then also the antibiotic stuff. Like I put some cream on my freaking nutsack as I'm flying over to Europe to miss the AMA rounds, dude. You know, like the next day. Yeah. And and what do you know? Like the lady of the team who I was racing for collected my money. <laughs> hey. Oh God. Hey, shut up. Wow. Sorry. So so it's a real dog palace around here. Literally. Hey. <laughs> Knock That's it cool. off. That's I mean, I don't know, dude. That, yeah, that's that just, doesn't shock me. No, it doesn't shock that's just me. That's ridiculous. So yes, um, that was just like a, a big old like. It was a red flag, really. You know, it was a red flag, and it was a start to to where my eyes were opening up to be like, yeah, this uh, it's a different breed around here. Yep. Yeah. There's there's so much stuff, but hey. Maybe if all of us combine our powers together, like in Captain Planet, and we get the rings and we touch them all together, I maybe we all maybe we can make this happen. I don't know what you're talking about, and I don't know if he knows what you're talking about. You never seen Captain Planet? No, Ryan, you ever seen? No, the, no, no. Nobody's on Captain Planet. I don't huh? know what the fuck you just said. Captain Planet. Still don't know. You can sing the song all you want. I still don't know. Gonna take pollution down to uh, see, nobody. Uh, okay, okay, fine. Okay, Come Johnny on. Tsunami. And this is why I'm the oldest guy on this show. So look, I'm 30. <laughs> I still don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> all right. Well, Ryan, we appreciate you coming on, man. Obviously, we have a lot more to talk about. Um, we will be at uh, St. Louis, Detroit, and Indy. 
and I believe uh, Friday night at Indy. That's right. We're doing. Yeah. A, we're 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 trying to do a big team dinner with everybody that we know. So yeah, Ke- Kevin Moran, Scott Meshi, Jace Kessler. We're a privateer group over here. Yeah, bro. We don't <laughs> we don't care about factory <laughs> shit. Yeah. So uh, so needless to say, yeah, we're the the show is trying to uh, you know do do a big dinner for everybody there Friday night. I don't know where. I don't know exact time, but I'll uh, I'll get a, I'll I'll let you know. I'll keep you filled in, man. So if you can make it, would be awesome. If not, you know whatever. So. Well, heck yeah. No, for sure. That's cool. You guys do that stuff, bro. Yeah, dude, we do lots of cool shit around here. We try. (laughs) Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. sometimes it just flops on its stomach, and we're just like, well, shit, that didn't work at all. Yeah, you know. So... But uh, but anyway, man, thanks for coming on. Thank you, man. Um, sorry it wasn't uh, you know a great uh, great race for you yesterday, but we'll we'll get you on again. Especially don't and don't be shocked if you see my number pop up at any point on a Sunday night, especially if you have like something happen during the race cold because call. we cold call people a lot. Oh, that's perfect. No, definitely, I'm all in. So, all right, buddy. Well, uh, we're gonna stop the recording here. We'll chat with you for a second though here before we. <laughs> Before we finish up our show here, because we obviously have some things to talk about here. Yeah. If you got, if, unless your is your chick your chick's cooking dinner. If you got to eat, man, like that's fine. Yeah, whenever whenever works. Then I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go eat. So whatever. Okay. I'll All right. Cool, man. Then we'll just chat some other time. No big deal. So, but thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Good we luck appreciate at it. Yeah. Good luck at Daytona, and uh, we'll chat soon, bud. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Good to have you uh, speaking to y'all. Yeah. No Take problem, brother. Later, bud. All right, Ryan Brees, everybody. <laughs> another just, one add another oh one to the god. network baby oh my god oh man this is great we just keep chucking down the line of we people. Just, man we just just keep getting these privateers and just all everybody and like man if we just get enough of the voices out there like you just i think that's just what it's going to take man because yeah. i you know the funny thing is and i don't want to toot our own horn before we go to wrap the show up it's funny because you know a lot of these privateers have to go on these other shows because I think Ryan's been on Pulp a few different times. Yeah, Maybe I'm yeah. wrong, but I think he has. You know, been on some other shows. I know, they've done, I know he's done a privateer podcast yeah. this year already. So obviously, so. You, you take Kevin out of the equation because his situation is a little bit different. Yeah, but you know the guys that we are friends with and who we're the know with, we know they've been on certain shows, this and that. We are privy to certain information. But it's funny because a lot of these guys, granted, because we don't consider ourselves super professional, but they go on these shows and they have to be very tight-lipped about things. Yeah, but then they come on here. And it's like we – I guess all I'm saying is, is if you really want to know how these privateers are actually think, yeah, come listen to our shows, and then you'll get the <laughs> real version of it yeah, because they're unfiltered, and it's not a coincidence that they all feel the same fucking way. Yeah. That's just – I guess that's all what I'm taking away from that is, is I just find it funny because we hear all these different interviews where they have to go on and be all super professional, yep. and they come on here where with us, we don't really care what they say, and they can say whatever they want if they want to. And then you really get a good idea for how they really feel about the shit going on. And that's just not a coincidence. Great kid. Oh, he's a good kid, man. Good I kid. I mean, my, my conversation with him has literally been a dozen DMs through Instagram. So so I I was going in pretty much blind here. Yep. It's like, okay, what's the deal? What's the program? Whatever. So, yep. yeah. So, anyway. Um, okay. So, wrapping this up. Daytona, obviously, coming up this week. Who's your winners? Uh, so, 450s, man, once again, it's hard to bet against Eli because he's just the king of Daytona going for his sixth win, I think it is. Something like that. But we just don't know. I, I would like to believe that that is going to change things for Anderson, but I think if I would just have to go off with my heart, I think I would have to go with Eli. Yeah. And 250s, man, Jesus, dude, it's a toss-up. I just, I feel like because it is Daytona uh, and with the way the track is going to break down, I... I know Jet just got off winning the outdoor championship, and I know Daytona is not outdoors anymore. But it, dude, I think even you'd have a hard time at disagreeing. It's hard to bet against J Mart when it we're is. going to Daytona. Yeah. 
I mean, literally, I'm in the boat with you of it's pretty much split. It's like you've got Ando and Eli. One of those two, I think, is going to win in the 450s. Mm-hmm. And then you go to 250s, and you've got Jet and J-Mart. I think I'd have to go with Star... I think if it just... I think I'd have to go with Star Sweep. I mean, obviously, I have... Which I've, is weird to say, too, because McAdoo, as they keep saying, he won Daytona last year. But, well, man, no he, dis- you just don't no think about him. him. It's, only- it's like Brayton won Daytona at one point, too, and it's just like you just don't think about him winning. Or like March Banks. March Banks won yeah. Daytona. Like, and it's no like, disrespect to uh, McAdoo, though. I mean... Cooper was faster than him, and if I yeah. remember that race correctly, Cooper was buried on the start, and he yeah. would have won. Had it. It's not a discount McAdoo, but I think it just. I think I'm gonna have to go with the star sweep. I think it's gonna be Eli and J Mart, but I will say this: even if they do win, I think it's gonna be a battle in both races. Yeah, I think a lot of people are expecting the J Mart Jet battle to be crazy, but I think a lot of people might be underestimating Ando a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's not like Ando's been terrible at Daytona. So, like I said, I think I'm gonna go with the star sweep, but I will say even if they win. I think both races, it's going to be a war. Yeah. I, I just don't see any of the guys yarding the other one. I just mm-hmm. don't. I, I don't. I, I, Eli would be the easiest one to think, but I think Ando's too good right now. Yeah. I, don't, I, think, I don't think Ando will let that happen, if that makes any sense. I just yeah. don't think he's going to let Eli mentally fuck him and just gap him. Yeah. But outside of that, dude, I don't really know if third place is going to be close. To those, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I don't, either. No. I don't think so. There's nobody else in the maybe 450. in the 250s. McAdoo will be close. Maybe <sighs> I'm not sure though. Maybe in the 450s, man. There's nobody I can think of. I mean, maybe Sexton pulls one out of his ass because yeah. he's Daytona. But in the 450s, yeah, I don't see it. I think it's going to be Eli and J Mart. Yeah. Uh, so. One last thing. Do you have any? Do you think there'll be any surprises? Any guys do better than we think? Mm, no, no. Strictly because of the way it went last year. So you could see like Styles or Pierce do something mm. which would be weird um but outside of that i'm but no nothing nothing there isn't a whole lot of this because the parody has been so wild mm. all year there's nothing that really would shock me i mean barring some fucking privateer just <laughs> pulling something out of his ass you yeah. know ryan Brees going fifth place in the 450s or something outside of that no there is yeah there's I mean, really a whole lot i think the only person i could think off at the top of my head because he's been really fast tone over the years but really shitty luck is marv yeah, Marv's been really, really good at Daytona in the past years, but he's just had shitty luck. Yep. If he comes out and win, I would be shocked, but it would be the guy that would be like, okay. Yeah. He'd be the guy that would be like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But 250s now, man. I With Fortner being out and who knows where RJ's going to be, I just don't see anybody really being close to Jet no. and J-Mart. I honestly think that they're going to walk third yeah. place, whoever it is. Yeah, probably. So, yeah. So. All right, well, cool, man. Well, this has been another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show, episode 192. Thanks to our sponsors, Energy Fuel, Premier Custom Trailers, TLR Coatings, Holster Co., Alias Sport, Dirt Bike Depot, JT Cycle, Adept Creative Co., Gutterworks, Isaac Nelson Designs, and Clutch Media. Links in the description. Links for everything in there. We will uh, we'll be back thursday with a fantasy show to talk about daytona fantasy and then we will be back next week with a daytona wrap-up show we've got the guys from inside gate drop coming on as well as our usual kevin moran segment um they reached out they want to be on the show man so i I don't know who they are i don't know a whole lot about them either uh but we're gonna find out is it a group or is it like just two dudes uh it's like a group but these are i think the main two dudes Mm. so i can't on youtube i can't remember their i don't know it's not I think it's a training thing. I don't think it's a... I don't know, man. Huh. Okay. I don't know a lot about it. Like I said, they reached out. They want to be on the show. 
Uh, I ask them what They're they want to do. Are they? Daytona? No. Oh. Uh, I ask oh. them what they want to do. Daytona. We'll oh, we'll cool. look at their Instagram here oh, cool. after right. we get off. Right, cool. Um, and yeah, and they want to come on. So awesome. Awesome. I believe it's Kurt and something else, but I can't remember who the awesome. other guys. Are. Sorry, guys, I'm really bad at this. Uh, yeah, but anyway. I apologize for not knowing. This is just I just don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I didn't tell you. Yeah. Till right now. So. That's why I'm so literally. But yeah. But anyway. So um. Yeah. So. They're coming on next week. Like I said, Kev will be on next week. Hopefully, he's in the main again. Maybe we can uh, get Meshi or Kessler on. Meshi more so because it's his hometown race, I guess. You yeah, could say. we'll see. We'll see. Um, I mean, I would cold call him right now, but I want to go inside and eat. So. Yeah, I want to go home too. So anyway, so all right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thank you. Thank see you all next week. Later.